So I I kind of have two uh, things I'd like to talk about aside from this episode before we talk about this episode. I know we haven't done that before. Is that how do you feel about that? You just want I, to talk about the episode? I, no, I'm intrigued. My heart okay. is pounding. And I'm intrigued. What are these things? Well, I'm gonna yes and them. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, just to, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I did not finish listening to the last episode, but uh, <laughs> I had more thought. Like, I just I thought Shit, it was interesting. So did I. I thought it was interesting, and I, I know that I think that you were somewhat, you know, kind of gesturing at this throughout. But like, you know, just the thing that was hitting me over the head as I was listening to it was uh, just that you know it was emblematic of the themes being discussed, right? Of like. The locked room is, you know, the word we communication is difficult. Like you have an image in your head of how things are and how you want things to be. And it feels perfect and clean when uh -huh. it's in there. Uh -huh. And like, just like, of course, everyone's going to agree. And like, if I could only, you know, get it out cleanly, then like it could change the world. Right. And then the process of trying to get it uh, from inside the locked room of your head out into the world like always challenge. fucking you know i mean there's no instance in my life that i can recall where it, it didn't feel like it got pretty badly damaged on the journey right uh, and right. you know just it just it just sounded like two people and uh, falls into time and space man equally frustrated yeah. that uh by this process you Wait, know you and me yeah yeah i thought i thought it was good i'm not saying it was bad i'll tell you i regret reading the passage out loud <laughs> that's a big one for me but it was fine and I, I some part of me was wondering like you know it's one of those things of like you you kind of want like i would feel like a genius if i could look back and like pick up some detail where i was like oh there's the turning point so i'm always like doing that you know um but i i think that anytime i try to do it i'm probably painting an incomplete picture but like part of me was like He's being so like uh, obstinate and challenging you so much because like you put it on this footing by like not receiving the re red passage, and from there it's just like oh you're not gonna listen to my package like we'll fucking watch this, which you know uh, you know you're an astute I'm judge understanding of, of. of human character and behavior so I, I have to take all of those possible motivations into account. I admit that none of them entered my consciousness. But yeah, no, I have I, to take the. Well, I mean, I'll take that at face value, right? You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think I'm pretty reflexively when I hear people deifying statisticians. I'm just like, well, where are the holes? You know, and I just like that to be acknowledged. You know, there's a a, a principle called like the God of the gaps, and the the first time I heard it, the first time I heard it was like a it was posed as a problem for the philosophy of science because it's like, if you just say God is what science can't explain, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're just continually pushing God back. But to me, it's like- In it's, my understanding the Bible class, there was something about how like a scientific advance, like the under every tree of scientific knowledge were the graves of uh, theologians. I think that was it. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Or maybe they all are in their own way, you know what I mean? Depending on how you look at it. Sure. No, and the teacher was like, no, that's bullshit. And then like had a whole lecture that day about it. But Interesting. I, it was an early morning class. I'm not going to be able to tell you what it's, he said. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like the sundown 
podcast yeah, that we sure, do. Sure. Uh, but I think there's an, another way of looking at it is like optimistic. There's always going to be a gap. So that's another way of saying God is infinite and we're never going to outrun him. The it more does we know, feel the, like the more we know about one what of we the big know. certainties is there will always be a gap. Right, exactly. So when I hear like we've solved baseball to caricature what you were saying, I just want to be like, no, you didn't, dude. Haven't solved baseball. Well, you know, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I could continue to. Uh, no. But I don't think that's not what I wanted to do by well, bringing it up. I just want. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. No, I got some feedback about yeah, that yeah. part. People, people saying, I, I wish TC had engaged with you more, you know. It, it was a frustrating listen. Okay. But, you know, to be you fair. You didn't get a single. I did. And, you know. I they, wish TC would have engaged with you more. They said TC has a point about 25% of the time when you're being, you know, a little okay. overly pedantic. But this wasn't one of them. Why Why did you write this letter to yourself? I didn't. You know what I said? I said, you know what? TC has a point more than that, more than 25%. How big of you? So, <laughs> so you're constructing this narrative where you're defending me, but you're the one constructed. Like, even no, if it was real, someone. Dude. But, it, but you are making the, this conscious choice to tell me that someone else said this. I said, you know, TC has changed my mind on many things. So, okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're I not can getting get credit for any of this. But I'm just reporting. I'm here to report. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Talk about uh, a thing to interrogate. <laughs> Anytime no. anyone says, I'm just reporting. I was like, this I'm just is giving funny. a neutral reading of the facts. Like was, there's ever been a neutral reading I, of the facts. I patted myself on the back for not screenshotting it and sending it to you. I no. was like, you know, it's well, not about that. retract that. Whenever you feel good about being right. Because you're doing the same right, thing now. Whenever you feel good about being right, question it. Make sure that the person is right. They I mean, were you should question it, you know? <laughs> and then if once you're sure that they're right, talk about it on the podcast. I've Listen, <laughs> if you want me to start a letter writing campaign. No, man. Corralling no. all my supporters, we can do As that. As always, I have an elite corral, you know, a coterie of uh, a cadre, if you will, of kind of like the Cobra Tate guy and his boys, mm. you know? <laughs> Uh, it's not a huge number of followers yet, but they're very strong. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very elite in their analysis. Uh, See, so yeah, I also got a note from the last episode. I don't think man can love. That's from from Nietzsche. Didn't we didn't know that? Neither of us knew that. I mean, I don't know anything. It's, well, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man. Yeah, but that passage that I read out loud, I am going to return. I'm going to try to weave that, you know, the sentiment into things. But I just, on reflection, I was like, you know, the idea that you could just read something that for that long, no, you have to like, you know, synthesize it, work it in, give it your own spin, you know, tailor it to your audience of TC, you know, seriously. Uh, it's, 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 you know. It's part of the fun. I don't know, man. Uh, just the, like, so, he so plainly hearing both of our struggles uh, with the thing that we were talking about, right? With Moneyball? Like, no, with, uh, you know, generating connection, right? Like, I don't mean, like, oh, connection, okay. like, emotionally. I mean, I do mean that somewhat. But, like, uh, trying to get the mind meld, you know, of, like, having a perfect understanding of I of each other's thoughts. That's what most podcasts are 
trying to go for i think you know i i mean i think that's what most human conversations are you're trying to mouth. no man i like you're trying to make someone understand what's in your head we're trying to get to the third thing man we 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 keep bouncing and it like between us the third thing like levitates out of our volley of ideas that's when I, that's the dialogos that's what i i think we should go for i think that's what we get sure but you understand what i'm saying it's a frothy right? mix I mean, that's a loaded question given your preface for it. Uh-huh. But uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> the but I thought we had a basic agreement that, you know, communication is difficult. That's what I'm that's talking about. For sure, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I'm giving you a hard time. And uh um I just I I don't know, man. It just made me feel uh such affection for both of us. <laughs> Like just like look at two guys just try like you know talking in their attempts best, to talk about the problem, are experiencing the problem, but just pressing forward bravely in spite of it. It's all we can do. With the, our flawed instruments ourselves, considerably yeah. more than any troop has ever done, in my opinion. We're kind of the troops of the of the soul. That's right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we're not troops, dude. But we did get our head shaved. We did have to like do exercises. Okay. You know I don't want to build a <laughs> we are troops argument. Like, no, dude. I mean, you think the troops had it? Well, uh, let me tell you something. I was uh, it, it, kidding it, a little bit. It when depends I said on that. the fucking troop when you talk about who had it harder. I think. Yeah. No, the ones that are like uh, doctors at Walter Reed, like during peacetime yeah You're just doctors yeah that's funny i agree i have those in my family dude i hope they're listening we didn't plan it but i agree with tc <laughs> <laughs> like if you got to work with amputees every day you know obviously Respect, that's dude. god different. bless and thank you for your service but well, if you just I, dude, fucking are solving some head colds yeah i could use some help <laughs> yeah uh, we are a pro true podcast i hope that goes without saying right at least half. What? what? What do you mean, dude? Well, you're a pro troop, right? You're not pro troop. I have complicated thoughts on that, like everything else. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. What else did I expect? Like uh, Joe Mandy has a has a the, the comedian Joe Mandy has a bit about this. He sells stickers that say uh, support some of the troops. Okay, okay. You know, like, do you support the pedophile troops? Of course not. Well, you know I don't, dude. Well, then you but agree they, with dude, me. No, they're not true troops, then. They're going, <laughs> okay. They're going against the ethos of the troops. The troops are like, although, well, you know, like in uh, Afghanistan. Substitute troop for Scotsman. Maybe I shouldn't get into it with nose. Afghanistan, but some of the troops, that was hard for them in Afghanistan because of, you, did you, I think like the New Yorker wrote an article about um, that. Yeah, I know what like you're talking about. Like the warlords had like their local fucking dancing boys and shit. And the troops were like, what the fuck, dude? We are troops. Like, we cannot fucking deal with this. But the the higher ups. Yeah, the directives the careerist were like, higher ups don't were like, fucking stop no. the pedophilia. And Joe Biden was like, enough of this shit. That's right. Yeah. And I support him in that. <laughs> yeah. What were we even doing there? You know? Do you think, dude, that's a dark thought. Have you seen History of Violence? Or wait, no. Eastern Promises? No. Okay. Have you seen either of them? I think I've seen A History of Violence, but it was a while ago. Fucking sick movies. I anyway. don't remember anything from it. In Eastern Promise, never mind. It's too dark, dude. We'll talk about it in season two of True Detective. 
And then whenever we were immediately about to go on, I believe you indicated you've only heard uh, four songs, but I was just, you know, I thought that it was worth uh, just checking in about the new Kanye. No, I listened. Well, as you know, watch the listening session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Enjoy it. Really enjoy it. Yeah, really enjoy it. Yeah, had a great time. Yeah. Shared some feedback back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Witticisms and such. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, I listened to it once straight through Mm -hmm. while just sort of like, you know, reading some stuff on my phone, you know, reading social media. You know, I like to do that sometimes, just let, let the album play while I'm just getting a zone sure a zone scroll yeah you know, we're not really taking you hear something i do what the fuck give me a second all right just if the listener wants a recap of events i'm not sure if it was picked up on the microphone but it was clear that there were people in the house talking that was unanticipated so <laughs> i was should we uh, help with the briefing? washing machine definitely not no no okay uh and yeah, no, it's just uh, my family here to uh, remove a washer and dryer. Because my brother's uh, getting the washer and dryer. This is not a purely altruistic thing. He's getting a free washer yeah, and dryer. A, that's out of your it. dad? That's, that's my your dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. listening to the show? I'm Shout not out. happy to hear that. <laughs> like, but whatever. It's he, all good. Nah, I guess, fuck. I didn't, wasn't even thinking that I guess he'll hear that. Yeah, oh, oh, well. All of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm glad. Hope you like it. Um, yeah, no, I just, you know, this, this has been a real, I've, I think the only thing less popular among my friend group, uh, than my fandom, no, uh, the Kanye album. (laughs) I think everyone loves the show. It's a great show. I can see him going either way. Um, it's that and the, uh, the Matt Iglesias subscription. Those are the bottom (laughs) two. Dude, I looked him up. I got some thoughts. Matt Iglesias? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm glad to see he's calmed down with the glasses. You know? (laughs) That's your thought? Yeah, that was a long way for me. Okay. Uh, Good, good, good. I'm not even sure what you're talking about, but he was wearing those like light purple ones. You know what I'm talking about? Not really. They were his Twitter picture. I remember that. Okay. Uh, There is, dude, I mean, I think I've said this on the air. I know I've said it to you. There, I have emailed Matt Iglesias and tried to butter him up by saying I was a fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so he can own me at any time. So, I, you know, I feel free to make fun of him accordingly. Okay. Uh, they were like a light purple, like plastic frame glasses that uh-huh. he would like wear with like a tie, you okay. know, like a suit. It's like a weird look, man, for a man, a bearded man. You know, I mean, call me old-fashioned. Uh, I'm more about the leather jackets, true detective style, you know? Yeah. Uh, but now he's wearing, he, he's more austere. Like I just feel like anyone. The elder statesman of, of commentary. Anyone wearing glasses like, for example, the ones you have on mm-hmm. should probably just kind of be cool about all of it. Whoa. Mine are cool. I, like I think mine. they look great, but like oh. I, I presume that the uh, these purple ones look great too. I just think nah, everyone man. should be. They let's just calm good. down this glasses <laughs> war that you want to start. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to give him a compliment, which I, I like his new ones. Okay. Uh, didn't feel like that was the only point being made. But I, I don't care about his glasses. I, I couldn't believe. Yeah, I, I'm not going to start reading it as part of my morning routine. 
But I do want to start reading more Substacks. You know, I think here's my thing though: they, you got to read it on your email. What's that about? You don't have to. You how else do you get it? You just go to the website. Yeah. Is that what you do? It's kind of terrible there to read it on the email, but I do read it on the email. There should be an app, although I guess you could just make it. There, I found it. There is one, but the app wanted like 60 bucks a year for the app. Oh, my God. They, they need to make that free. Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't Substack. It was like some other like third uh, party being like, I'll give you an easy place to read your Substacks, and it's going to cost you another Substack. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, the, only, that's the only one that I uh, have, I think. And so I'm not paying. So it's the full text twice of his the article. Price just to read it on an app every day in the in your inbox. It's a full text of yeah, a yeah, Matty yeah. article about you know Got housing. Some pictures. Pictures are in it. Yeah, you usually has see pictures it? in it. Sure, I can show you this morning's. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, you can't just like look at it on the website. Yeah, there you go. This morning's was about policing. Really? Oh, a he, controversial topic for him. He likes to be boring. That's that's what it's called. Assign more detectives. Give them more time. Okay, yeah, I've seen The Wire. That's uh, the police topic specifically. Certainly generates plenty of criticism. So it's basically like he says one guy says one thing, then he says another guy says another thing, then he says like some facts, and then he says what he thinks. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good formula. I like it. Yeah, as long as other guys are saying interesting things, you'll always have something to react to. He's good at picking out other people's interesting things, I think. Yeah, well, as long as you know what you're doing and what you're getting, you know. I'm reading, this is a long-ass article, dude. This is too long for me, man. They're all about that long. Like, that's my thing with these substacks, dude. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to say because I'm, I'm comfortable insulting Matt Iglesias. He's such a big dog, dude. Yeah. He's a, he's like a god to me. It's yeah. uh, it's also a place that he performs in the culture, right? Like, uh, yeah, he's like a Vox explainer at heart, no matter where he goes. Like the the uh, one of the first times that anyone like talked in a way that I found interesting about I I don't even know if it was Kim Kardashian at the time. It might have been Paris Hilton or it might have been Britney, but just like talking about like, you know, people say they're making all that money and they're wondering what for, like. They should get way more than that because they're absorbing mm, good like all of the everything of ever, like the country is just they're just taking in their energy. Sure. And uh, you know, I don't know. That's Kanye. Kanye thinks that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it why was, he had to set his childhood house on fire during yes. the Donda listening event, man. Uh and so, you know, that's Iglesias <laughs> is that for the wonk sphere like for sure dude he's just there to absorb like whenever you need it you know whenever you want to be like uh you know fucking teachers get this and the kardashians are paid this that's what that's is what the Matt point Iglesias of all this does. shit though like what do you get out of all this is it interesting to you do you feel like your life is enriched by this you walk around you, you live more of the, your experience by with, subscribing to this man's thoughts banging around in your head yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm asking as if I. I have no respect for it, but you know, I guess I'm interested. Uh, I. I feel like uh, I have respect for it. I like it, reading stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess basically you're just asking me like, why do you read? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, so scrolling through that, I'm like, oh my god, dude. Like, what? 
Why is it important to know that, like, this guy's like, but, you know, it's the takes. I, I get it. You like takes. I mean, I don't mean to put words No, 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 no. Yeah, no. You know, um, <laughs> it's all thought experiments, right? I guess. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get to decide what the police policy is in any city. So. Right, 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 right. But, uh, you know, it feels like a little bit of a mental workout to say, like, well, if you were, what do you think would be a good idea? Hmm. Sure. Okay. That makes That's sense. my best defense of it. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. it's a great one, but I'm doing the best I can. Interesting. I feel like everyone is always doing the best they can, like by definition. Do you agree with that? <sighs> like if they to, could do better, they would. To answer that, I have to take a step back and explain that when I got fired from my job, I was kind of bouncing around a little bit. And... I know a guy, he's he's a pretty rich guy. And he's, big ups to him. He's, yeah, yeah. So he does like rich guy stuff. Like he convenes basically salons. Uh, but they call them like Juntos, I think is what they call them. They you, come up with that? a name for it. Well, no, it's like from an old society or something. It's like he's not the guy who invented this name for it. Uh, but he like he literally he's like the topic is this he he invites his friends and he like knows you know because he's got degrees and shit so he like and he's one of those guys that like keeps in touch with the prof he'll bring a prof dude to the to the junto uh i and uh so i know i know both of them but i know the brother of a junto you know what i mean like i'm i'm not saying i'm mr I don't even think I'm pronouncing it right. But I, when I was bouncing around, this guy was like, you, you got to come to the Junto, dude. It'll be good for you. You know, it's a good good group of fellas. Uh, and he was like, the topic is, is everyone doing their best? And that was, that was the topic of the Junto. What'd they think? I didn't go. So this- What the fuck? It could Tell be me a, this whole thing? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. This could be a topic I'm running from, dude, like Moneyball. You know, I feel like, like I've heard you talk about it before. I feel like, uh, <laughs> I, I think that like my thoughts are, you know, at least inspired somewhat by your, my understanding of I said of that yours. everyone is doing their best. I gave you that impression. I believe that. that not necessarily, like, you know, it's not like it was direct, but like uh, whenever I was talking about, uh, you know, concerned that I was doing too much marijuana, I was having a bad impact on my memory. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You were kind of like, you know, like compared to what? Like, could you do? Like, would you? Like, maybe what your body is telling you is that you cannot live that sort of like fully sensitive life. Like sure. The you know some amount of uh, forgetting is uh, you know like a kindness that your brain is paying to you. Uh, yeah, you're like you an old racehorse, dude. You got to get a rub down every night. You don't have to be the fastest all the time. Yeah, you know, and you, you know, like I, I certainly think you can say things to people uh, that like cause them to do more, right? Like I, th right. I think it's possible to inspire. Sure, um, sure. And so, like I, you know, I think that a certain sort of person would say, like, is everyone doing their best? Well, if I gave them this inspiring speech, they could do better. So then they weren't doing their best. But I would say that they were doing their best absent the speech. You know? like I, So I just... Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's part of, like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like sometimes the best thing to do is give a speech. Sometimes it isn't, dude. 
To me, it's, sure. like, it's like we were saying with the God of the Gaps, dude. It's like uh, the only person who fully did their best was Jesus. Like, if you want to look at it that way. Or like, there's always a... I would uh, just say, this, a, how would I, I would describe it as is his best is better than like everyone else's best. But like everyone is doing their best. Yeah, well, I'm saying it's like, it's kind of like a paradox. Because it's like, there's always something to aspire to. And I think it's good to aspire. But it's like you also have to realize that you're always kind of doing your best. Like, well, maybe not in other cultures, but in this culture, it's like where there's like a a workaholism, there's like an image base, like what are you in society, like drive to equate your worth with. So at least for me, there's, there's been since I, as far back as I can remember, you know, growing up in a, a part of society that really valued certain kinds of achievement you'll like always have a chatter in your head that's like, you could be doing more, you could be doing more, you could be doing, you know what I mean? And it's like, that. it's easy to think that that's the truth because you hear it so much, but, and, and then beat yourself up, like you get stoned and be like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit, like I should be doing more, I should be doing more. It's like, fucking chill out, lay on the floor, stretch, you know what I mean? Like your body needs all that too. So I feel like it's like sometimes you can look back and be like, I'm glad I gave myself those releases and didn't listen to all the chatter. And that happens to me even at work. I had that so strongly, I think, after Excel also. Because sure. like we were so pumped with the SAT, like that was all we were worth, like if you were or like what you were good for for the school. I remember like I initially took that into academic achievement, but like eventually started partying and, you know, socializing. And that like made me focus a lot less on school, but it was like, that was the best, like, I don't know. It was like, that was better for me. And it got, even like as a lawyer, I had bosses who sometimes like, like we were traveling sometimes and I, we would be like staying the weekend, like away from our families. And I would be like, I would be like, all right, I got more work to do. And they'd be like, no, chill. We're going to that apple orchard today or like whatever. Uh, because it's like, you know, you literally, in some cases, are selling your time by the hour. So you can always like run a meter on the opportunity cost of not doing the maximum, you know, quote unquote maximum. Seems like you know, one of the worst parts about the profession. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, for me, the way I fully resolved it was like, I shut that meter up by being like, the meter is wrong my time is infinitely value you all the money in the world cannot account for a time when you don't have it and want it you know what i mean like but then that carried over too far <laughs> to where i was like so i really don't care about maximizing my billable hours it's more about like a values-based practice which i you know in the back of my mind i always like was like and that can make us richer than anything uh you know but it was like a long do you think you can but, do it that way is that how it works in your new? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's easy. You got to know who you are and what you want to do. You know what I mean? And, uh, dude, I've been doing a lot of research, uh, about how to describe what I want to do. Uh, because you know, you got to be subject to a lot of different things, but it's really interesting in Texas, they had to redo the definition of psychologist in the like business and commerce clause clause because a lawyer had a PhD in psychology and she was like in Flower Mound, I think. I'm not, maybe I just have that town on, on my brain, you know, but. Always thinking <clears> about it. Yeah, 
Uh, but she, in her website for her candidacy for an office, she described herself as a psychologist and the like board of licensing for psychologists in Texas, uh, said, you know, you have to stop that. You're violating the statute that requires, cause she wasn't licensed. Like she just had a PhD and, uh, that statute carries a jail penalty. If you can go to jail for two years. If you illegally in Texas call yourself a psychologist yeah, or say that you practice they should psychology. should change that. That well, sounds yeah. bad. I think a fine's <clears throat> probably going to handle it. Well, so she like, uh, she was like, I'll stop. I'll take it down off my website, but I'm suing you to challenge the statute. Mm -hmm. And uh, she took it all the way to the Texas Supreme Court and they, they ruled for the board. No surprise, dude. One hand. I don't mean to, to mm -mm, be that mm -mm. cynical now that I'm practicing. I love all judges. They're all impartial. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, important cornerstones of our democracy. They did side with the board in this case. The, so then she appealed it to the federal circuit court, you know, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm -hmm. uh, and they struck down the Texas statute as nice. being overbroad and like uh, chilling way too much protected speech. And so the legislature rewrote the statute uh, and it's still super broad, like I was reading it. And it's like, it basically like says, if you give advice to people about how to do better in life or like work through any emotional issues or life issues or whatever, uh, you're like practicing psychology and you arguably need a license. Like, which to me is like way too broad. That's bullshit. Like there are exceptions, there's pastoral exceptions, but you still need a license for that. And it's hard to get a license. It takes years and thousands of hours of work. Over licensing is really holding this country back. I've found I do out agree about with that, that by reading yeah, yeah, Matt yeah. Iglesias. I agree with this, dude. I mean, I, I dude, just because the man has goofy glasses doesn't mean he's wrong all the time. I mean, I, I agree with him there. Uh, but so I guess because of this lady, so I'm reading the statue getting mad. Like, what the, you know? And then it like gets to the exceptions and it's just like, none of this applies to attorneys. So I think they just carved this out. So it's like, I definitely like, uh, you know, I think I've talked about this. I like how fucking convenient. Isn't that funny? I think it's cool, dude. It's, it's emblematic <laughs> to me of the way that all laws are made. Well, it's like it works out to the be lawyers like, get together and agree that this these are well, good rules for everyone else. No, but but think about it this way: if you're doing it, if you're availing yourself of the exception because you're an attorney, that means you are putting yourself and your client under the protections of the attorney-client relationship. You know what I mean? Like it's it's in the course of being an attorney, like you're giving legally tinged advice. I think like you can't just be like, I'm an attorney, so I'm a psycho. I can be a psychotherapist. Like if you're allowed you to can. be reflexively skeptical of statisticians, I think I'm allowed to be reflexively skeptical of any situation where lawyers decide that the rules yeah, shouldn't yeah. apply to them. Well, I didn't write this rule, but what I'm telling you is I think arguably the protections of a client of an attorney are stronger than for the client of a psychotherapist. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly the how the standards line up, but it's like, you gotta be pretty careful about attorney-client relationships. Um, but like, I do like the aspect, I don't want to only make money if someone sues their boss, but it does turn out most attorneys charge for like the initial consultation, at least in the Metroplex in the employment law sector. So it's like, you first get fired, you're confused, what's going on? You wanted just someone to talk you through 
what happened? Do you maybe have a case? You know what I mean? Like, so there are people who just will do that all day for free, but I would just get sick of that, dude. I can't be just manning the phones like that. I'm on a phone bank. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather, yeah. you know, take a half hour and talk someone through. It seems know, like a better system. Like, you know, I don't want the only people who can have their wrongs righted to be the people who can afford an initial consultation. Well, I agree with that. So that's why I think, uh, you know, it, it is important to me to do more of like the online content about the legal system, which goes both ways. That's another thing the psychotherapy like definition carves out if you're doing lectures only, which I think, you know, arguably applies to that stuff. So I think one thing to keep in mind for those people is you can always call the EEOC the NLRB, you know, whatever, the T the Texas Workforce Commission. It may be frustrating, I mean, but you know, you're gonna have to answer some menu items to to talk to someone probably. But they're there so that someone can take a charge. You know what I mean? Like if you think something bad happened, they they are available. Uh but it's like for me to be good at my job, I can't like someone needs to pay me to do that. Like the EOC people are salaried employees who that's what they do. That's, you know what I mean? So anyway, I looked at the market. I felt because I was like car, car wreck lawyers, it's just call an 800 number. But, and I know this because I called the Boy Scout litigation people, you know, cause I had to drop the dime on, on somebody. I do uh, I've called other, you know, like litigation, class action litigators in the course of my practice as a defense attorney. When you have those 800 numbers, you're talking to a paralegal or not even that, what's called an intake specialist, somebody getting paid 10 bucks an hour to basically fill out a form over the phone for you. And so again, it's like, I would like to live in a world where everybody got the expertise that I have to offer on deck all the time. But you know, I also know the world we live in is one that I'm super special with respect to what I have to offer. So it's like, it's lucky I'm just charging market rates. You know what I mean? The, compet the competition is, is as lucky as anybody. <laughs> uh, so uh, what, did, what did you think of the album? The Donda? Yeah. I like it, man. I do like it. It's long, so it's, I haven't listened to it in full more than once. I've listened to the beginning a lot, but then life intervenes, and I end up pausing it. Like sure. today I put it on. I was doing some stretches. I got like three songs in, and then it's like, you know, I got to do something else. And yeah. So... And I like in the morning, I don't always listen to music with words. So I was gonna listen to it just like chilling outside, you know, maybe get in the pool and stuff today, but the day got away from me. Mm -hmm. So that's my review. Good enough to, to listen to at the pool, hopefully soon. All right. All How right. do you think? I liked it. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I, to, to the many critics I'm hearing from on the uh, text messaging app on my phone. Oh, really? Um, I would say that I do have to admit that it is too long. There are some songs that are duds. Really? Um, I mean, there's 26 <clears throat> songs. It's a lot. Can't say that all. Like, can anyone release 26 songs and they're all going to be good? It's better than Sandinista. Uh, let's not talk shit about Sandinista. I <laughs> need to be. Not, I not to me. Yeah. What's better than San Anista? Every other Clash album. <sighs> That's not true. Yeah, you know, different strokes. I would say that it's definitely better than Combat Rock. Combat Rock's good, man. All of them are good. Got Rock the Casbah? It does. 
It's good shit. <laughs> I mean, it's got, you know, to some, the uh, defining achievement of their career. What is it? Should I stay or go? Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Most people, like, is it? I don't yeah. know. I, I Like, any time I have a band like that where, like, I love them a lot, uh, and they have like one song that's like so far above the rest, like in terms of popular reception, uh-huh. it's impossible for me to judge that song. It See, I think it's like the first Spirit class good. song I knew. I'll have no, I have it no is, idea. Yes, it's definitely good. my first class song I knew too. Yeah, like it's good, but it's like I, it's 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 in its own category. You know what's like, funny about the Clash, man? They're a great example. I was talking to my wife about this today, like uh, with singing. You know, like, because I've been trying doing all these exercises and like trying to trying to do stuff, and they say one thing you should do is like if there's songs you like, sing, try to sing along, but for real, try to do a perfect like what the person is doing, and record yourself and like see how if you can actually do it, it'll get you more comfortable with like all your different options and stuff. Okay. Which I rarely record go so far as to record myself like doing cover songs or whatever. But it's interesting to do, but you do realize, I realized today, like, you know, when you're like a kid and you're listening to like fucking Blink-182 or like mm-hmm. whatever, and you're just like, oh no, da, da, da. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just like make your voice raspy and like, it's like, it's literally just that. Like if you, that's all they're doing, the real guys, that's all they're doing, dude. It's the same thing you did as a kid when you imitated them. Sure. It's like. I don't know. It always felt so goofy, like you're being funny, but it's like if you hear MGK like do one of his like pop punk things, yeah, he's just going like, okay, that's yeah. that's really it. Like, <laughs> what else would he be doing? I don't know. It just you seems like, like he like, or are you like <laughs> making a contrast between like that's how he actually talks? It's not how he actually talks. Yeah, like, he talks like a regular guy, but then I he know. just get he makes he's like, but then I talk like this, and just that's it. And it's like, uh, I don't know, to me, maybe it's like more like, you know, you got to give yourself permission to be creative, but it's like, it seems like it should be so much harder than that. But it, se- it seems like for a lot of it, it's more just being comfortable making that kind of like maybe a goofy voice in front of everybody, but just like selling it through the whole song, which is much harder than you think it actually is. I was also like, I saw Green Day. Oh, dude, I was watching Woodstock 94 clips, dude. Okay. All this Woodstock 99 negativity was bringing me down. Sure. But, uh, Woodstock 94 did it right. I don't like hearing people say negative things about it. As always, the older millennials did it right, dude. dude oh, it, it was, uh, it's just a chill vibe, but Green Day was definitely there. I know yeah, that. So yeah. I, was, I think I was realizing they were the uh, original culprits. For, the, uh, it's like Green Day and the Clash are contemporaries in my subconscious. I found nope. out about them around the same time. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? Um, the uh, night before I got sent away, like whenever I was wandering the streets of Plano looking for the shelter for kids. That's a Blink-182 song. Uh, one. The... Uh, you remember I was at the, the like record store like of asking course, yeah. for rides? Um, before asking for rides, when I was just trying to like, kind of like figure out what's the next move, they had like a listening station set up (laughs) and, uh, I was just rolling through my favorite tracks of the, the green day 94. They had the Woodstock performance of green TV of green day at at the 94 Woodstock. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It seemed like a good vibe. Yeah. I liked it. You know? 
It's good for uh, sure. Nine Inch Nails was there in the mud. Yeah, they were getting yep, real yep. muddy. Cranberries killed it. Yeah, R.I.P. to Dolores. Indeed. Yeah. All right, man. But yeah, no. Uh, in <laughs> in Jesus Lord, Jay, Lana, Jay oh, yeah. Electronica says it's mm. a war out there, and I said okay. to myself in my mind as he said it, a war between things. Yeah, and man. That's what we're here to discuss. I like that you you uh, you said some you used that recently also to good effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Australian I, broadcaster that had a. That's statement. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like Ooh. a clip, but they just at the end of the clip, it had two seconds of fucking Satan worship. That was pretty buck, dude. The anchor looked a little flustered, but just kept on going. <laughs> Nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah, that's right. Don't oh, let man. you talk to the people, you know, for the largest broadcast. Uh, for real. Without that. But now we're talking about who goes there. Who goes there? Who does go there, you think? Uh, the true detective. Right. That's your answer? Yeah, well, you know, I, I dude, I, I have so many corrections to the issue as we start. Okay. Just so I can be intellectually honest. Uh-huh. Uh, cause you know how like last week with the deleted scene and stuff, I think I've made a big deal about like there are no commentaries on the DVD or on the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. There are. I, we just hadn't gotten to the episodes that had them yet. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh so so this one has commentary. This one has commentary, and the next one does oh, too. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, bet the, I would just love that from the. I'm sure. I'm. Sh I know why they picked this episode, and I think it was, it was a good great, choice, dude. It was. So it's. Uh, it's Pizzolato, Pizzolato. Okay. Pizzolato. Pizzolato. Like Rizzo is how I. He didn't say that. I, he probably doesn't even like that as a mnemonic, but it's like you know the. It's like Pizzolatto is how he said it. But is is Carrie Joe on the commentary as well? No, it was it's Pizzolatto and T Bone Burnett. Okay, on this episode. Because I think that I mean I I would assume that like the technical like the, what I'm saying there of why I think this was a good choice is I would love to know some more information about how they put together. Oh, I got it, baby. Okay, uh, but that's what I'm saying. I want to be like intellectually honest. I'm not going to everything. I, I probably everything I when I think of it. I just like some of it may weave in, dude, like immediately. Sure. That's fine. Because, you know, the inside the episode also I watched, they also did that, you know, for like when it, you know, when it airs, they, they play it afterwards. Uh -huh. uh, and on both of them, Pizzolatto was like, who goes there? Well, you know, it's the classic centuries call. That's what he said both times. Like it's the classic guard, you know, the sentries call in the yeah. night, who goes there? Mm -hmm. So as soon as you said that, I was like, well, TC, you know, it's the classic sentries call. <laughs> you know? yeah. I was like, fuck, dude, you're fucking lifting, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just want, I'm glad I got that out of the way. You know, we're not claiming to be experts, dude. You know, we're, we're, we're going along with the ride just like everybody else. So sometimes I over assert things like there are no commentaries. What I meant was there are no commentaries on the first disc. You figure it out. <laughs> sure. We keep going. Um, you want to? The couple of the clips I have are from pretty early. So you want to? You want to play these? Uh, play these clips? Yeah, let's rock it. Tell me about Ledoux. How's he creep? He's a cook, you know, like a chemist. He's uh, make shit out of a uh, kitchen stuff, cook down cleansers and whatnot. You potato skins and fried grease, make high test sour mash. He got mad knowledge for that shit, but like. I don't know, man. He talked like a short eyes, like something. How you mean? 
He wouldn't talk that shit up in here? No, man, he didn't. Like me and him at night. Blasted up on one of his missus. He could brew some shit up, put you up out your head, man. That's a big deal in here. I mean, fuck, man, that's a big deal out there, too. So, uh, what kind of shit was she talking? Just real quick, I like that entire... Just that... But... Both the uh, the way he says blasted up on the mixes, yeah, <laughs> uh, just something about like the musicality of his the way he delivers yeah, that yeah, yeah. It really appeals to me. And well, then, for the new listener, TC is an experienced fucking cook uh, oh, on the inside, you know, as the day ones know. Um, and then uh, the the like, there's just something that really catches me is like just perfect and the energy of like it just feels very frenetic, but like. The way he, whenever he catches himself, he's like, shit, dude, it's a big deal out there, too. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a big deal out <laughs> yeah, that's there. That's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, damn, you got that right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He said that there's this place down south where uh, all these rich men go to uh, devil worship. He said the, uh, they, they, they sacrifice kids and whatnot, women and children, all, all, got, all got murdered there. And, um, Something about some place called Carcosa and the Yellow King. He said there's all these like old stones out in the woods. People go to like worship. He said, uh, he said there's just so much good killing down there. Just a wonderful passage as far as creating, gesturing at a wider, scarier world. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the what what happened. Well, he's it is the whole show. It's like for them to figure that out. Yeah, what does he mean by that? You know, it's like literally what the guys do. Yeah, like it's a uh, in one of the you know YouTube videos where you know they did the compilations of the Pizzolatto interviews. Mm-hmm. He said like uh, the show is not really a, a whodunit so much as a manhunt. Uh, because that he was more interested in that to have the space to explore like character, you know, and, and who the people were versus like the intricacies of, of plotting out what's going on. Uh, and I think maybe some of the, uh, negative knowledge about season two, some of it was that it leans way harder on plot mechanics, but I thought that was cool. You know, neither here nor there, but, uh, like, I feel like he kind of, like, it, it, it's the whole, it's like the rest of the show. Like, and, and he said on this commentary, he was like, the narrative baton is passing to Cole now. It's like the back half of the season is like, it's mostly been Marty kind of, like, explaining the lead up. And now it's like, we're in Cole land. And uh, it's like that, you know, what's this guy's name? Charlie Lang. Mm-hmm. That, like, he, him just saying, like, yo, there's these rich guys and this is what they're doing. It's like the rest of the season is like trying to fucking find that, improve it, and stop it, uh, you know, while getting, you know, obviously the other guy as he's popped back up. So, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's a great monologue, dude. Also, like, is this before or after when he's like, Reggie Ledoux did this? It's after. Uh, Because he starts, that's like the first thing, and then uh, Russ does the... You do all you want. We're not giving you the Oscar. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty crazy, dude. It reminded me in the... I don't think we talked about it in the first episode when they first tell him that his wife's dead. His facial expression is, like, really weird. It's like... He's not smiling. 
he's just like twitching. And then like they cut uh, and McConaughey's like, careful boys, we almost had a moment there. And it, it almost like they echo each other because like he didn't do anything there. Like it was just him. I don't know. It was like weird. It, it was really well played by the actor. It was like, does this guy have feelings? Like what's going on? And then, like this episode, it seemed clear that he's like, I better fucking freak out. Like it was like a very delayed freak out. I think he does some like. real scene stealing. I think it's a really good yeah, character. Yeah. yeah, he's good. Man. I'm excited whenever he's on. They said in the commentary, the other guy for to fast forward, Ginger. Yeah. He auditioned to be Charlie Lang. Yeah. Which like is cool to think about, but it's like See, Charlie Lang killed it, dude. I'm not here to say negative things about the show. I feel like Ginger <laughs> got it because like he looks like a biker, less so than being yeah, like he's he's great, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, do I you don't take think back he's great. the, the I'm lawnmower? I'm saying he's not great. What about the lawnmower comments, dude? Do you do you now see there's an upstairs, you know? Maybe it's a, a duplex. You know, that there was my is an upstairs, thought. maybe. I, I don't could, know. You know, it seems like Rust, I, I want to take back, you know, it's not obviously a mistake to me, you know. I'm remain unconvinced. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, obviously Marty's got a full, beautiful lawn. Yeah. Uh, do feel like, you, you said in the last episode that uh, Rust and his dad were great friends. So I, I know, that was refuted. definitely wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanted to put that to rest. Put it to rest, man. Okay. You know? Yeah. I think some, we'll probably have some more of those. So what is a... Do you know what talk like a short eyes means? No idea, dude. Okay. What the hell does <laughs> Then it I mean, guess we dude? can just... I mean, it sounds like some kind like of slur, slur, possibly. Yeah, but, yeah. but I don't know. I've not, I've not heard it used before. I didn't before. Google it. And it doesn't make sense to me as I that. Like he's saying, like that the that he would talk. I mean, I, I guess he's saying talk crazy, because uh, the that he's referring to like the Carcosa talk. Like he's right. like he would say wild stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that there's a yellow king and that there's right. Carcosa and women and children and so I guess talking crazy. I guess. I mean, it, I've never heard it before, and it's like, what would it mean? Yeah. Short eyes. Uh, while we're talking about short sighted, that's not it. No. No way. I have no idea. I, yeah. Um, regional dialectic stuff. Yeah. Uh, really bothered me that uh, Ginger called it the Houston Projects. Houston. He called it Houston. No, he said Houston. It's in the subtitle. It's like the name of the actual projects. He's it's not, not saying agent. Houston. Okay, because, I mean, I just, I don't have the DVDs. It did say Houston on the HBO Max subtitles. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty but sure they, he said H-O-S-T-O-N. The, uh, the HBO Max subtitles are wrong about all kinds of stuff. Oh, really? I'm, I'm just explaining where my misunderstanding oh, comes from. interesting. Not trying to offer evidence that you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty tentative in what I'm saying, but I'm pretty sure in the, the Blu-ray subtitles... I was like, that must be the name of the projects because they're not in Houston; they're in Beaumont. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's Houston. And uh, then going right along with that, God, this is a, just a series of pedantic points by me. But oh my uh, God, they called it uh, East Texas. Have you ever called Beaumont East Texas? Yes. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know more people in Beaumont. Than me. It's funny, like uh, I think of that as like Tyler. 
Tyler's East Texas for sure. Tyler's like Tyler, dude. I think it's like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't consider I mean, South, like, obviously, if you draw, if you cut Texas in two parts and say which is the eastern part and which is the western part and which one's Beaumont in, yeah, like, then it's in East Texas. But we all understand. Well, it's like, this is like, like your we point call this about North, North Texas, North but Texas. Amarillo is not North Texas. Yeah, Amarillo you, yeah, is yeah, far you're north of where that we are. Same point. But I, I think geographically it is referred to as East Texas. You know, I call it the, I'm local. You know, I've been. I've been inducted in the local ways, so I call it the Golden Triangle. That's uh, PAT, Port Arthur, Texas, Orange, and Beaumont. Yeah, I was laughing. Like I was like, I am glad I know about this area of Texas because <laughs> otherwise, fuck it, I'd be there. Like, uh, did you notice like how the the color changed to like an orange gradient, and they like had the sign that said orange, you know? Or like I'd be like saying some dumb shit like that I versus know. like, no, it's just. What it looks like, you know. I mean, it's literally doesn't mean it's wrong. The, well, I mean, they. I'm sure they left it in for whatever reason. They but could have put it in any part of Texas they wanted. That is true, but well, dude, uh, he said in the commentary he wrote the scene based on projects in Lafayette, and then when they went to Beaumont to film, it was literally as if he had his the a vision of the Beaumont projects had been like transported into his brain. You know, that's what I'm talking about where it's like, who's making the art, man? You know what I mean? Who's to say it didn't get beamed in? Uh, Cause can you imagine the scene any other way now that you've seen it this way? No. You know? Certainly not. This is so awesome, dude. I mean, it's, again, we're fast forwarding a little bit. Yeah, no, we, we, we can go uh, back to- GTA, man um here's another thing from near where the other clip was you didn't have to tell him it was his fault yeah i was already low yeah he asked about his in first parole board so so fuck him are you funny marty shit you get soft about why is he getting soft about it? Well, his life is collapsing, dude, I think. Like, I mean, he's dealing with his own level. He doesn't of, want anyone to be responsible for anything? It seems like it. You know what I mean? A little he bit. He hasn't gotten back, though. What, what do you mean he hasn't gotten back? Like, he's a, he's about to find out that his wife has left him. He hasn't found out yet. But he's having the fucking drama, right? Has he already had the courtroom? Yeah, he has to have had the courtroom. Yeah. Con or the outside the courthouse confrontation. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I think like that's what Marty gets soft about, dude. It's just like uh, Russ always wants everyone to be like a bad person, and it seems like Marty wants to be like, "Come on, come on, come on, man." A little bit. Well, I mean, tried here. I mean, I don't know. It's not like his overall message is there are no bad people, you know. Well, he did say that's why we have religion, you know, to keep us from being like that. Uh. But it seems like he's always trying to get let himself off the hook. And that extends. You know, I can relate to that a little bit. You know Yeah, I mean? certainly. I think No, uh, whenever I'm raising the question of is everyone doing their best, I don't really care about everyone. Yeah. I care about am I doing my best. So there I do think 
to some extent, despite like my monologue earlier, it is good to have at least an, a, a, an ability to imagine a better future for yourself, to, to, to picture an alternative trajectory that you can then, if you figure out what the price is for it and if it's worth it, decide to pay that price and then be on that other trajectory. That's like as close to magic as we get. You know what I mean? That's where it's like, con Rust is wrong. Consciousness was not a mistake. It fucking rules to be able to consider alternatives like that. So like to do that, you may have to be like, I'm gonna have to see there. I won't even say like, do my best. Instead, I would be like, I'm rested up. I've been smoking weed for five years and uh, now it's time to execute. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so it's like, I, I still was always doing my best, but maybe it's time to, to redefine my best. Sure. Like no, this, I think that, I, yeah, life. no, I, I, I don't really like recommend it as like a means of creating stagnation in your life. Like Which it certainly can do. You I should think ask that's what yourself, we're like what, is. like what could I do to make my best better? I think is a question yeah, yeah. you should always. Speaking of, have we moved the washing machines at this I'm point? I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable. What? Oh, smoking while they were, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do I need to say it or uh, do you want me to? Whatever. I don't care. No, no, no. no. I just um, don't want to be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever. It's not their house. They I understand. Don't pay the mortgage. Uh, it's just like a a cultural thing. I think we're hopefully like it is, and I get mad about it, dude. I hate like I, I'm always furious if there's a situation where every parent on earth would be allowed to drink here, but I can't right, smoke right. a joint. But it's fucked up. It well, so and you know how it changes. One fucking brave patriot like me I at a time. I could have done that, I guess. But so what about this? Like when I was growing up, I had like great aunts, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And no one was allowed to smoke cigs at my grandma's house. But when they were her older sisters and when they came through, it's like ashtrays, lighter, don't tell me nothing. Dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, they just that got great, not grandfather, you know, great aunt it in. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. So I kind of, you know, I smoke weed in my garage, but like, you know, just like, I don't know that like blazing secondhand smoke around your house is the move. Uh, yeah. But it should be up to you and no kids are around here right now. Yeah. Uh, like I, I abstained for the listener. First of all, I want to be clear, Okay, but I can only hold back so far, but also out of respect for your father's sensibilities, obviously. Like, and then maybe that's their brain or Excel has still just beat me down. I'm like, that's an Excel parent. I have to behave around him. Yeah. Do you think that's what it was? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something to think about as you're driving are, home tonight. We are trying to render this inadmissible. That's right. Also. Um, so what do you, uh, do you, do you buy into what? What would you have done if, uh, like, in in the moment, whenever Rust is looking, or whenever Charlie's looking at Rust and being like, "Is Dory dead because of what I did?" Uh, what do you say to him? I, to be honest, I'm probably closer to Rust than I would admit, but I wouldn't. I'd like to think I wouldn't go so far. Like, I think it's like even his explanation there. Like, I it's it's interesting. And it's revealing something about him. You yeah. know, of course. Um, yeah. of like these internal rules that like he he thinks are important and so he's kind of like you know being his own uh carrying out his own judicial system at all times 
which you know somewhat i guess we're all doing but uh him more explicitly and more so there um but uh yeah dude i i I think it's okay for charlie to be worried about charlie like no one else is looking out for charlie and like yeah he'd be a better person if the first thing he'd asked was about (coughs) you know like did i cause this but i i don't think that like he did i don't know on the other hand i i would (coughs) have legitimately struggled because you know me like i'm reflexively honest in the way that is sometimes hurtful to the overall objective yeah 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 and so like i probably it, it would just occur to me i'm not i don't know if i would like open my mouth and say it but it would definitely a thing that would pop into my head it'd be like well, yeah dude looks like it i mean i think i would dodge and be like what do you think then just you know what i mean like i may not be like yeah probably <laughs> i mean you shouldn't but think about it dude you go to jail dude are you showing some psycho pictures of your bay? absolutely <laughs> not dude i would if anything do like hurricane ruben the hurricane carter be like, you ain't my bae while I'm in here for your own protection. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, man. This is Reggie the dude. You're showing him cheesecake pictures, dude? Get out of here. Like, Uncomfortable mean, with the term cheesecake pictures. <laughs> man, if my if your bae got oranges, then you blacked, though, would you send her beefcake pictures? I would. <laughs> I I don't think that uh, anyone would get very much out of that. I don't think there's a great demand for that. I mean, you never know. She I'm could get sure. extra time for contraband for having softcore p word. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of, dude. Well, never mind. Let's keep going. So, one thing that I was kind of interested. In, I I don't know that like this is a, a giant plot hole. It's just a thing that I was thinking about and didn't have certainty on myself. So whenever they're talking about Marty saying that he looks for Ledoux's family and he's surprised to find that they're not there. Right. Um. I think there's a couple other things. Uh. That I I I take it as trying to create the sense that tracks are being covered on his behalf. Like the, the Tuttles or whoever else, you know, the Yellow King right. is uh, going along and making it so that this person is safe and protected. Well, you got to think that, especially after 95, you know, obviously they cared enough to have the task force. Tuttle came down there and it definitely does seem like in the 95 murder, you know, like uh, Rust is like, uh, you know, he wanted us to see him. This is like a, a calling card or, you know what I mean? Like a signature. Yeah. Uh, but it, and it definitely does seem like it's an escalation in what they're about. But, uh, you know, I think the, the back half of the season starts to develop this, but it, it's already like the seeds are there. Like these are like the mutant bastard offspring of like the underside, the dark underside of the establishment that the public facing Tuttles want to sweep under the rug, like as part of their family, you know what I mean? Because it's like, you can only molest so many kids before it, and you know, rape so many women. Uh, you, I, if you're not gonna kill literally all of them, you eventually start having like all of these offspring, you know, all over the place. And uh, so it seems like, like Russ is like almost right. Like it's, it almost to me is like maybe they're like, they want to be recognized, you know, by their own family too. Or like, so it's like, there's like the Tuttles, they're trying to like be public 
And the title, because maybe almost like the titles are like, you're not part of us. You know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, of course we are. We're like the most you of you. Uh, and uh, so I think like, you know, not to spoil too much, but I, I think they do go on to confirm like, yeah, they definitely are taking like the other parts of the family off the books. Like they have the ability to do that and they're doing it. The Ledoux? The Tuttles have the ability to wipe on the official records of Louisiana their relation, all of these relations. Like you can't prove that they're, they exist, let alone that they're related to the Tuttles. Because they can like, between being able to be like, one of the hurricanes we have every two years like wiped everything or just like you just wipe it. Cause like, you know, they, that's one of the like darkest things about the show almost is like, obviously they get their guy, you know, in the manhunt that it's the true detective, you know, tale, but like they don't obviously take down the larger issue, but of like the Tuttles, like death, you know, the pedophile death cult, grip on louisiana and parts of you know maybe the federal government i think eventually like one's a senator by 2012 i think uh but it's like the family is getting smaller like they make that clear so it's almost like evil has its own rhythm of just like everybody else of like you know living and thriving and then waxing and waning you know and it's like we're only we're like you can be as fucking badass as Matthew McConaughey and Woody and you're just marginally just like taking down like a few like of the really freakish, you know what I mean? Like outliers. And then the rest, you just have to be like, well, at least there's not as many of them anymore. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's- yeah, no, that's uh that, that, that does like uh, explain what the thing I was curious about. Cause I like, it was uh just if if Ledoux like I, I thought that they were uh covering Ledoux like making it so there were no further Ledoux to make to protect him like like that he had done them some special favor presumably making meth for them that they uh appreciated sufficiently that they were trying to make it so that that he's got it free and clear and that it's hard to track him but uh if that's the case why does he end up in jail in the first place and why is yeah. he living this life of squalor cooking meth for a biker gang that's not even in Louisiana that's one of the right, other right, like right. parts for me but if if it's what you're saying of like that it's not necessarily that they were so grateful for his contributions it's yeah, more that they so. wanted to create some separation between him and them and uh just fucking get this problem out of the way yeah then sending him to another state and just erasing his connection to them that would you know be a, it's a false explanation yeah i think it makes sense man it, yeah i think i don't want to like spoil anything there are like normal ledoux i think i mean i'm just referring to the the thing that marty says whenever yeah yeah, he, yeah. I, th- I think they like one of those ledoux where he's like you know the guy's a trucker license or something yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, they maybe we already saw it. They like yeah. He a, says a that there's there's a guy with a trucker license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whenever they're running down Ledoux to tell him tell all the rest of the cops who they're looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they you know linger on the statutory rape charge. Yeah. Uh, what what are we supposed to understand about uh Reggie 
from the statutory rape. Like, you know, he's got the choice to put any crime on this guy. Like, I guess yeah. it's interesting somewhat that he doesn't just go with, like, rape, rape, right? Yeah, that like, is true. What's he trying to signify by statutory? I don't know. I, well, I mean, clearly he likes underage girls. I mean, that's the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, but what does that say about a person? Like, why are they? Well, all these guys got molested by their relatives, it seems pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and if it was part of some ritual or whatever, who knows what wires get crossed. Uh, but it also seems like part of their MO is hanging out with like, you know, uh, like girls the age of the the Bunny Ranch girls. Yeah. Uh, which that could get you a statue rape charge or two, I'm sure. So, you know, if they're hanging out with the 15-year-olds, you know, to, to bring them in as part of their like twisted version of Carcosa, uh, you know, it's easy to imagine that they could get jammed up, you know, for a charge or two. Uh, so I think that that's probably part of it. Uh, also, those charges are credible to not be in jail that much. You don't actually go to jail that much for statutory rape, it seems like. Like, it's like six months a year, you know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you think about that. Uh, <laughs> like I know, I know. It's, I mean, it's you know. it's held up as like the classic, <clears throat> like, did anyone do anything wrong here? Crime. I'm not holding it up that way. <laughs> I I understand that. I know you're, but like, uh, for example, in uh, one flew over cuck- the cuckoo's nest. Like, dude, the '70s were fucked up, though, dude. I I feel like, uh, is that true? I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but. I believe you. That's why I immediately reacted. Yeah. That's what he's there for? Statutory yeah. rape? Yeah. Did they say how old the girl was? Uh, I think it's just like he has the line of like, she looked 18 to me, Doc. Like Interesting. Well, dude, I was kind of, again, like, dude, it's like... Uh, and it's That's one of the parts of like that really aged in an odd way. I don't think that a modern audience would watch that whole thing and be like, what an innocent man who doesn't need to be here. Like... Right. You watch right, the whole right. thing. Like, I think that that's how it's supposed to be played, right? And especially, like, uh, when, whenever I watched it most recently, I went down a big uh, Ken Kesey, the author of the original <coughs> book, yeah, uh, Rabbit Hole. And uh, it certainly seems possible that, like, he, like, I, I'm not here to, like, uh, cast any aspersions of Ken Kesey. Right. I, I found a lot of his uh, thinking and viewpoints to be interesting and sure. uh, added value to my life. Yeah, yeah. But it seems quite possible that, like, some part of his worldview was, like, is that rape that big a deal? Oh, dude, all, all of those guys, I, dude, from I, yeah. that time, they all love it, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I love Allen Ginsberg's poetry, and he's like literally is a Nambla supporter, dude. <laughs> like, it pisses me off, dude. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking was like, okay, so like, uh, okay, you got to be honest. You got to be intellectually honest, at least we do, on life skills. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to admit that we have the, you know, these rules for a reason. And it's so that if you, you know, we, we've agreed as a society that when left to everyone's own devices, people are underinterpreting the gray areas, basically. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Like, and it gets muddy to even talk about what are the considerations here when you're deciding what the right regulation to impose is. Like, I mean, who, it feels to me like the laws are being made by the fathers of daughters. I mean, historically, that is true. 
but they're also being made by guys who want to fuck young women. I don't uh, think that that's as true. Well, the laws have were pretty lenient, man. Like historically, there's plenty of evidence that uh, the people in powerful uh, positions wanted to fuck young women, but uh, you know, uh, I, I I think that it's the like I'm I'm saying that I'm I'm not like uh, trying to make a claim otherwise. No, I mean but I, I think get, that the 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 riding voice is the. I think that's well, yeah. I mean, well, and then it depends on who's making the laws and where. In France, you literally do have people with the petitions being like, "We must, we must reduce it." Yeah. Uh, so there, it's definitely From being 15. written by the people who want to fuck young people. Yeah. Uh, in America, I would agree with you that the trend is more protective, and I'm okay with that. I, you know, inherent vice gets at this, where it's like they traffic women, but then when it's the guy's daughter, he's pissed off. Like one of the lawyers for the Golden Fang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that kind of gets at it. Like Marty's a good example too. Sure. Where it's like, obviously cash money, young money, got it right with, I wish I could fuck every girl in the world. Like that's part of many men's hearts. Uh, but also like, I don't want any men in the world to ever be around any of the women that I care about is like another strong part of many men's hearts yeah and there's good things in all of that those are good instincts to have it's good to want to have sex it's good to want to protect people who could use your help but you know you, as with everything you got to moderate them marty struggles with that dude of all things i'm glad although of course i'm about to bring it up uh, this week has been so strong for pedophilia discourse on twitter uh with the fucking the the protasia uh organization and they basically are like they kind of make all these points man they're like the new version of of this trend and it like the reason why it's so sus i i don't even like saying the word sus dude i'm 38 years old the reason why it's suspect is because it's like why is this your thing man you know what i mean like and if if you're a lot of causes in the world yeah dude and if your answer is because i am one at least you're being honest. But then there I'm like, here's my answer to you, dude. We all have to fucking put a lot of restraints on a lot of parts of ourselves to be in society. This is your cross to bear, man. You don't get to have chat rooms with minors, dude. Like, Yeah, no, you, just like, to catch anyone up who's not uh, super online. Uh, I don't even know yeah, how. And thank you group, to the people. I've gotten other. I'm like, what does it say about my life? Where I'm like. That other yeah, people TC's are like, hey, make sure you like, see. Yeah. Um, now, there's, there's a group that's basically trying to. It's their argument insofar as they like are making like, like, I I think that their actual argument is we should be able to do whatever we want. But the argument they know that society will accept them making so they then can have a group that can then advance the secret goal of do whatever we want. That that public argument is uh, acting on pedophilic impulses is bad, but creating shame around pedophilic impulses is uh also bad like you don't want to make people feel ashamed for what's in their heart right and it's okay for them to have it in their heart well, I think- as long as they don't go and do that which like yeah like 
Maybe. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't care. I just know that anyone who says that to me, I'd like to have them jailed. You know? Like, I mean, yeah, dude. Jailed might be too far, but Chill. like you come around my house, like fucking we are going to have yeah, a problem. Exactly. Because I know what's going on here. Like you're not being intellectually honest with me about your actual stance. Exactly, dude. Like, chill. I mean, so I was thinking about it like, all right. If you're, we're both married to our lovely brides, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If we had a support group where every day we got into a chat room and we were like, it's so hard to be monogamous, dude. I just want to yeah. fuck women. Dude, I want, I want to fuck women so bad. Can anyone relate? And you're like, totally, bro. I mean, it's hard, but you just, you got to tell yourself that you can't do it. First of all, that just makes fucking those women so much more appealing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. You're not reducing your chances of going astray. You you are what you pay attention to. Yeah. Like, so I don't buy the therapeutic argument at all, dude. Fucking take a cold shower. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to do what the Catholic priest told the actual, their own pedophiles, although a lot of good it did them. You know, that's another thing I was thinking about the, with the satanic panic. That was before everyone knew about all the Catholic scandals, like as far as they went. But it makes sense that the underside of that Is that would, true? I don't know. Before the, like, Spotlight, the movie, that's set in, like, the 90s, right? You're correct about that. <clears throat> I read like, some books that came out, like, in the early 90s, like, real-time satanic, like, for real satanic panic books. Like, uh, I read one called Cults That Kill uh, today, this morning. I mean, I power skimmed it. But uh, a lot of it's, like... How is it different than a skim? Uh, a power skim? Yeah is when I, I invented the term for watching videos, but I use it for books sometimes too. It's I mean, when- It kind of sounds to me like you just skimmed it, but wanted to make it sound bigger. No, 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 you power skim it. So oh, you, this is different than you that. go okay. to certain parts and then you do focus on those parts. So it's like, duh, 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 you know, focus, read this <laughs> like two page part, okay. you know, da da da. It really lends itself to video skimming, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because you just see the moving thumbnail if you're lucky, depending on the platform. But then you're you're almost by definition. But if it's a power skim, you might watch five minutes at a time. You could power skim heat. It would take you like twenty minutes, I would say. If you power Not a chance, heat. dude. You could do it though. No. Like I used to do it as a kid. I had the double VHS. I would power skim them. Uh, but I didn't call it power skimming at the time. He hadn't come up with it, had an innovative term <laughs> yeah, exactly. at that time. But I power skimmed this book, Cults That Kill, and uh, they did have a quoted article from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram mm -hmm. uh, from 1988 where the sheriff was like, we are seeing an increase in cult activity. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he was. <laughs> I believe him. I don't know. Do you know how many lives are wrecked behind? Whatever. We don't need to. Yeah, no, I know. I thought it was funny, though, because most of the book is like the author being like, now, this sheriff, I, I talked to him, but he had to be off record, you know, because he said his bosses won't let him. They don't want the community to know how prevalent Satanism is. Not how sheriffs work, but uh, anyways. <laughs> no, I know. But it's like, the, like, occasionally he is quoting stuff, and it was one. It was Southwest Tarrant County was a hot spot. They were not especially <laughs> worried about their bosses. Uh, the boss was, I think, the one being quoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Um, That's why I moved here. I'd like to know the uh, the. I, I could have this wrong, but I uh, the longtime Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm going to drop a name here. You ready for this? Yeah. 
uh, writer uh, Bud Kennedy. Okay. Are you impressed yet? Very. Um, he he told me. Bud told me. Holy shit! Uh, about an instance where he was bemoaning uh, like partisan voting and was saying that there was like whenever things really turned, like so probably like Reagan. Um, and, and it flipped. And so that people were, uh, indiscriminately voting for Republicans in Tarrant County that the party apparatus failed to anticipate the, how fully that flip would go. Okay. So the person running, like there was just no interest in running as a Republican for sheriff, uh, because the Democrat was obviously going to have it because, you know, Democrats in the South used to do exceptionally well. And so oh, they they ended up with this situation where uh, you know the guy that no one like just no one cared about who's like imagine right now uh, you know if like the fucking uh, I don't I don't remember what co- what county Lubbock's in maybe it's Lubbock Lubbock um, but Red, like Red the Eyes. Lubbock County uh, Democrat uh, you know candidate for sheriff does anyone give a shit who that is. No, you're right. And so it ended up with just like a total, like the fucking jail janitor got to be sheriff for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And uh, I don't, that's I don't, very old I'm timing. not positive that it lines up that way, but maybe, maybe that's the guy who's like, yeah, we have been seeing a lot of cult activity. Good. That's what we need. A, a truth teller. <laughs> okay. I hope he got reelected. Yeah. Well, Bud tells me he did a bad job. Well, no, but actually what he did say was, uh, he was like, it's entry level. He was kind of nagging them. He was like, they're posers. He was like, he didn't say posers, but he's like, it's entry level. It's very beginner stuff. We're seeing some animal sacrifice here and there, which actually does make sense to me because it was like 88. So this stuff had been in the media reported on enough that like a 14-year-old dumbass definitely could be like, yo, let's fucking kill a cow or you know what i mean like, but he's like uh gerard in talladega nights just praying for like a true challenger uh, a real satanist to come to fort worth like mm-hmm. he's like this light work it's exhaust it's a waste of my talents for sure dude be careful what you call down my friend i would Indeed. just tell him that Indeed. i would tell him that um so we we get now to the uh the the scene outside the uh the courtroom uh where you know Oh my God, that was painful to watch. <laughs> right? In what way? What do you Just mean? Just calm that? her down, dude. Like, I mean, you know, like, I guess he's not yes, built that yes. way. And maybe if he was, she wouldn't have been attracted to him, you know? But, because, you know, some women, I think, like, choose their men by being like, how much of a blow up will this be in the end? You know, like, on, on some level. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I'm not saying. I don't know if I believe know. that. I I might. I I feel like there's an element of but it, but I'm not sure. You know, maybe. You know, I don't. I don't know. It seems like uh, the kind of thing where, like, I just I'm never going to know what's going on in someone's I've, mind well enough to be sure about that. I listened to the new Halsey album a lot today, more okay. than Donda. Uh huh. It's shorter, and yeah. so that could be why. You know, I'm, I'm okay. My mind is taking that melodramatic turn. Yeah. Uh. But no, I'm I'm just watching that, just dude, screaming down, out, dude. Like fucking like, I'm Marty, she Chill. has all the cards. Go get coffee, dude. And you're fucking <laughs> treating her like she has none of the cards. And whenever you do that, you're gonna figure out how many cards she has. You're, I think you're he, begging her to I show you. Her, I think he's trying to be mean to her because he he's still mad. She's with that dude. Yeah, definitely. Whatever he's like, you know, glad glad you got your new guy. It's like, bro, 
she's nuts, okay? If she has a new guy, like where this thing is and it's like run its course trajectory, bro, she has a guy. Get on your knees and thank God and just get the fuck out of there, dude. You have like, you know what I mean? Be like, I'm sorry, this is the best thing for you. You're right. You do need a guy. We shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I'll always care about you. I wish you the best. May try that, dude. Like we were Don't talking before be like, this about like you. uh, you like, know, how to handle someone who uh robs you. And I was I was very much of the like, you know, <laughs> fucking charge at him school but it's like like i'm I'm definitely into like uh you know fuck around and find out this one there's no finding out what do like you, she knows that uh, she knows that you cheated she has the car like well also, i guess you, I, I say, guess you're finding out whether or not she's willing to use it but it seemed to me like she was willing to use I, it also we should say pro the right thing to do i mean she's not your wife but you have had an intimate relationship with this woman this isn't how you end things with anybody yeah. Like, let alone in this situation. But he's not being, he says he's being respectful. But TC, arguably he's not. <laughs> I, I'm with you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I just think that you have to have a much better understanding of leverage there. I think he's just being a, a kind of a bitch. It could have improved his life immeasurably to have two seconds of restraint and be like, you know what, I look back on that and I'm really embarrassed and I'm sorry to put you through that. But when you're, I feel like when you're in your own shadow lands, like when you're in your own blind spot, when you're like in the acting out like crisis point or whatever, from my personal experience, again, not with Marty problems, dude. Uh, I, I want to be clear, but just in general, when you're like dealing with unintegrated aspects of your shadow or your personality and they're kind of, you're, you're like, along for the ride with them almost it's like you drop a good 20 iq points just to dig in your heels you know what i mean to be like you know what fuck you then you know what i mean like well i understand so, that yeah i mean i get what's going on with him it's just so painful to watch yeah like, yeah yeah it's just him i can't remember exactly what he says it's to more her, than 20 and then she goes off on the phone to him like that's where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Rust is yeah. like, you can't spot crazy p word. You know, let's be respectful. I've got that. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't want to step on your sequence, uh, but uh, it's our podcast. True. Uh, that's around the time. It's not that exactly, but the next note that I have is Marty's business about the detective's curse, mm -hmm. and that seemed mm -hmm. like a pretty pointed bit of dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> But I wasn't like it's not like the next thing they show because so what he's saying is detective's curse is uh, you know that it's right under your nose but you're not looking at the right stuff and in previous instances it's usually like the next thing they show you is uh, what they mean by that um, but this one it didn't seem to be the case I don't remember what the next thing they showed you was but I was like that's not the answer do you have any thoughts on what exactly is the evidence he is misexamining? I mean, you have a more clear uh, picture than I do of what exactly they were talking about before and after. I'm kind of forgetting right now. I mean, I think a lot of it, it's more just the general, like, his own bullshit. Like, I mean, they do have, like, did, was this last episode? Like, you know, obviously they talk to the killer that they miss, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. stuff like that. But, but I if think, they'd said that, like, right before they talked to him, then I'd be like, oh, that's what they're talking right, about. Right, right, right. But no, I think it's more like with uh, from a character perspective, like 
Marty has, he's missing his own blind spot of like what he wants, why he's acting the way he's acting, like how obvious, like you're saying, like it's like, it's so obvious that you're about to blow up your life. Like the solution is under your nose. If you want to keep it as simple as possible, just only have sex with your wife. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, it, it is possible. I know like a dark anti-hero is, is uh, appealing, you know, and like you can rationalize anything, but you know, the solution could be as simple as that. Uh, spend more time at home, you know, interrogate your motives more. I think like just his reluctance to face those darker aspects, you know, his, his inclination to be like, you didn't have to tell Charlie Lang it was his fault. It's like, eh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's more just the general thing like that. I don't, I don't know that there's like a specific, you know, be nicer to fucking, it's interesting. I feel like this episode is the first time they said this lady's name. Well, I don't remember it though. It's not Maggie. Uh, have it written down. Heather? No. Um, God, I cannot read. Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird that they're suddenly calling her Lisa, but I don't think that they'd said it before now. I don't think so. Yeah. It's like, you know the name now, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She broke up your family. Is, uh, you know, even given how upset she was, I, I was hurt that uh, Maggie called her disgusting. I didn't catch that, but yeah, that's... She says, you're disgusting. She's disgusting. She came to our house. Like, because it's... She came to our house. She's disgusting. She came to their house? You're disgusting. Whenever oh. they're in the hospital and Maggie's at work... I didn't realize she... I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She came to the house. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Which, like, you know... Obviously, she's doing because she wanted to hurt Marty, but like, obviously, it seemed like uh, Maggie was happy to have this information. So, like, some amount of gratitude seems like it could possibly be appropriate. Well, dude, Maggie's been building complicated, you know? uh, complicated feelings. I can see, you know, like, you, well, it's yeah. not all gratitude. You're fairly upset that she cheated on, or allowed your husband to cheat. But they, well, they definitely drive home. You know, the Madonna, we've talked about the Madonna horror complex. Like Marty definitely calls her Lisa a whore. Yes. Like and they emphasize it. Yeah. Um and that's and what I, sets her off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Maggie's no I mean, she has a more complex and nuanced perspective, I think, on her own self and on being a, a mother and woman than Rust or Marty. But it's not like she's completely not existing in this same, you know, society. Mm -hmm. So I think it's no secret that, you know, in an other woman's scenario, it's like the the wife is going to not really be too charitable to the other woman. Like, if they are charitable to the other woman, I think they're, like, mad about that. They're, Megan was watching the movie The Other Woman <clears throat> recently. I don't know that. What's Who's in that? Uh, it's Cameron Diaz and Leslie Mann and uh, Interesting. Who's Kate the other Upton. woman? Okay. So, oh, are they all become like friends or whatever? Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. See, I think that's like a fantasy, dude. Like John. Yeah, Tucker no, but I'm just saying, I, I did recently watch that depicted. So I'm, 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 I'm watching <laughs> that and then going over to Maggie saying this woman's I disgusting, think, and I'm like, that's a lot more. There's realistic. a better way. <laughs> there's a better way, Max. Um, for sure. But what do you yeah. think about the going and telling her? Not cool. 
Not cool. Not cool. Don't do that. The, 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 he has kids. Like as much as I love honesty, and I do love honesty, like uh, mm. Dan McDowell often makes the point of like, if someone tells me my wife's cheating on me, like, you know who I'm pissed at? The person that fucking broke this beautiful reality I was living in. Which, yeah. like, at that point, both of you have some culpability in. If you know my wife is cheating on me, don't fucking tell me. Yeah, I do. Well, it's like, I, yeah, I, uh, I don't trust anyone. There's like a glean in a certain kind of person's eyes when they're delivering bad news to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and maybe I have that myself too. And that's why it bothers me so much. But, I think we all do. I, I, I can I can look at instances in my life where I wish I'd had less of it than I did. I've never told someone that their spouse is cheating on them in my life. I've I have not either. I, I I and I've been privy again because of work. Like I've talked to people who have had affairs a lot. Yeah. Like so I lawyers I, do that? No, no, no. I'm saying as a workplace lawyer, okay. I've often had to be like, all right, TC, look, I've read the emails, okay? Be that sure. as it may, I bet lawyers do. We've that. already talked to Shauna, okay? You know what I mean? Or like whatever that, uh, dude. Lawyers definitely do that, dude. Uh, of course, they're they're not. I would suspect that the incidents, not to besmirch my own kind, I would suspect that it's higher because the people are more like go 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 kind of you know aggressive personalities. Uh, I would say compared to the general population, um, just the group that's. Like drug abuse is higher. Like I think like all the profile to make drug abuse and emotional instability, which are documentedly like crisis level higher in the profession. It's like, okay, so this other behavior that perfectly maps onto like the same behavior issues, like is is in occurring? Are we supposed to think that? Yeah. I don't. Uh, anyway, I think I was, uh, I just fumbled the word suspect and supposed. I think I said suspect. Breaking new ground. Anyway, man. Um, so then uh, <clears throat> I th certainly somewhere around here is whenever Marty goes to uh, the rave that strongly resembles that <laughs> online video of goths dancing. <laughs> no, it's a good rave, they man. They got people pull going out in wheelbarrows. <laughs> yeah there was the one person going out in a wheelbarrow yeah 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 just imagine i need to go to more parties where they have a wheelbarrow on deck just knowing that we'll need this at some point yeah I, dude i i can't say i was like at wheelbarrow on deck parties ever i've definitely been you know like the the frat party scene at trinity the frats were like small enough you could go to frat parties you know mm -hmm. so I, i've been to the that that scene such as it was. I don't think it's like, it I didn't get the like sense a, that it was like just heavy drinking. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's hard to, the, the whole scene plays for much heavier drugs, yes. but it's like, all it takes is someone being roofied or drinking too much or both, Yeah, you know, which it's like, that's what I was thinking when uh ginger made rust sniff, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder what that was. And I was like, I wonder if there's a GHB element. I mean, I was pretty sure it was know, crystal crystal. Like I thought, like because he's being cagey about what he cut it with, but I thought that the scenes making it obvious, like that's he's here crystal. to get the that's crystal, like Reggie's yeah, crystal, yeah, 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 nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. That's like when when you know we we both got like really nice bags of weed, and it's like, yeah, you want to do a little, yeah, you know, yeah, action. yeah, <laughs> a little swap. It's like, yeah, I got that Ledoux crystal, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, the they seemed really and... respectful of uh, Rust's uh, evidence store cocaine or evidence room cocaine. Yeah, definitely. Dude, it did seem like Pizzolatto was very, uh, Pizzolatto was very adamant. He was like, for real, it was this easy. They've changed it now. Like, I wonder if he got comments or whatever. Because like, huh? it was another thing on the inside the episode and the commentary. Pizzolatto, when Rust was like, there really should be a better system for this. Uh, in the commentary, he was like, yeah, they have changed it now. Like, because this used to happen too much. Like, yeah. But he, he was very adamant. Like, in other aspects, because it's T-Bone Burnett, you know, they talk about, like, is this music choice actually realistic or not? And, like, whenever in doubt, they're like, whatever, we're going for heightened reality, you know, surreal. Like, yeah. Uh, but it seems like for the evidence locker, it's very important to him to be like, that's not surrealism. That is literally how easy it was for, like, a cop to steal, you know, drugs from the evidence room. So I found that interesting. I believe it. Yeah. I think it's harder now. There's, like, more security procedures. Now. I also believe There's that. There's, like, a guy who's there all the time or whatever. Yeah, I mean, just there's computers. True. Didn't Fuck. have computers back then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I uh, something about just how I mean all the fucking low lifes in this show. Just the look is perfect. Tyrone Weems, so funny looking dude. I he just, looks like you. I want to get his shirt. He should be an eastbound and down if they make like another 100%. season. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny looking. God, dude. yes. <laughs> so great. Yeah, dude. I love that. I don't know if you can see like on the his his uh, t airbrush tank top that he was wearing. Uh huh. Said Destin, Florida on it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just like everything was perfect about him, dude. I mean, uh, that's that's why I love the Gulf Coast. <laughs> it's a place dude. for the those guys. Yeah, I want to hang out with this them. This is a pro Gulf Coast podcast. I love think it. that should be obvious at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, after that, I think it's it's pretty pretty quick after that that we get uh, Marty and Russ talking to the bar, and I cut it off. Let's listen to it. We can get to that, too. I'm just going to be dirty. I, I just need her to give me... Oh, this is after, so... The blow-up at the hospital. Yeah, so what? what is... Uh, whatever. It's not important the exact sequence of events, and I don't remember it, so we're going to have to live with that. But it's... it's He goes and, like, finds Tyrone. Does he go then, like, from there to be like, Maggie, I'm going to yell at you at work? Yeah, so he, he like, gets the info about from Tyrone, mm -hmm. and he goes to the hospital, and they show him talking to Rust on the payphone in the hospital. That's right. That's right. And then he's like, it's the, it's the Iron Crusaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I guess it's implied when he hangs up, McConaughey, like, calls his old handler yeah. to be like, what's up with the Iron Crusaders? What a fucking, and, uh, and like. Marty's like, okay, I got to go harass my wife. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's Marty doing? Like, Dude, he's beating like, up Tyrone Weems. He's, he's on that high. He's going and nuts. And he's like. All right, yeah. I know what I, I know where I can get he's more. He's not giving up, dude. Well, dude, Jesus first of Christ. all, that's dude, right. He's not giving up. He says that. Your point about like enjoying the high of the anger, I think it is not to be like I was right about stuff. But in the commentary, Pizzolatto and T Bone's like I've started checking my pulse ever since watching this show. And Pizzolatto, he didn't exactly say Alex was right, but he was like, yeah, that's what I do to like check how in control I'm being, like. It's not like a riding out. A, like, it's more like, am I out of control or not? Like, I don't think Marty knows he's out of control 
fully. Because I that's think you're why clearly like, checking your pulse uh, to check out how out of control you are. My point was that I thought that uh, like I think you it seems like Russ was enjoying the the fact yeah, that he was that, out of control. That might be yeah on some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, I, I agree with that. I felt like uh, when we were talking about it, you were like. When I listened back, I felt like I could have said it more succinctly, and so I yeah, said yeah, it more yeah. succinctly there. That is, those that are my views. Yeah. That, that's what I was trying to get say, across. Yeah, they say in, in this episode, he was like, this is where the masks are falling. Like, these guys are losing all ties to responsibility. And also, I think that you would fully support me that uh, it's irrelevant. Like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. any art, like, it's what it means to the person watching it. I would support you with that, Thank of course. Uh, but yeah, I think they're like coming alive like as as they be go fucking crazy yeah like uh which you know makes sense so they're having a boys weekend dude i'll i'll play <laughs> yeah. the rest of this clip but i i do want to say i <coughs> if there's anything in this in the whole plot that bothers me it, it's this like the <laughs> iron crusade like what do you mean the fucking guy in the cell gets out that reggie gets out and he happens to be making meth in another state for not only an organization that Rust infiltrated, but like one of the ones he specifically infiltrated late enough in his uh, infiltration career that they were still aware of him whenever he had the Port of Houston shootout. Yeah. So like you, you're you're threading a pretty fucking specific needle. It's like I, it can happen. It's not impossible, but it's the kind of stuff that in Hollywood we attempt to not be that on the nose about it yeah i mean it is a i it's difficult to say exactly the degree of coincidence you know it, it appears to be it's too high for I mean, me it's, it's a level of contrivance for plot's sake i would say but uh as with many things didn't bother me until you mentioned it didn't notice it at all uh but i think even the first time i watched it i i did not like take the time to write a note about it and like put my feelings it was more of just the spidey sense of like yeah, feels like there's a little bit of bullshit here, but it it, it did bother me enough on the uh, repeated viewings that I did yeah. think about like why does this bother me? What, I mean, it, what it, it could have been Rust is so connected in the Gulf Coast in East Texas that it's like there's only four. If you're an exclusive cook, moving volume like that, it's like there's only four outfits you're moving to, and Rust knows three of them. Maybe you know none I mean? of it's like, impossible. Yeah, I mean, my brain just does. But I'd like. To I fucking, wish that they would have worked on that part a little harder. Yeah, I see. I see your point. Uh, I mean, it can't be a cartel connection because they they're the ones that shot him. So then it's like, who's left? White people. You know, it's going to be the bikers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know who else they would have depicted. Like, uh, you know, I guess. African Americans yeah. are involved in the drug trade, as we see in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where but probably dude, less to, likely to have rust. To fast forward to that, I was like, the show we kind of said it soft pedaled race issues, but it's like I feel like in this, without saying a word, it like by this is like the midpoint of the show. It's like you know the show is a series of like uh, you know abysses and you know spirals. And I felt like this one kind of physically took you to like the death spiral of like the police like side of the narco capitalist, you know, like cross border state or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's like at, at the very bottom, it's like there's the people with power, like fucking with the people without it. But of course, there's like tension, you know, and value flips, you know, within that relationship over and over again. 
but it's like it's people in police uniform the only reason they could walk into the house like that was the police uniforms you know what i mean and it's like they they fired like once it got racial not the house because it's rust in the lead and rust isn't in the police uniform i think it's whenever they're in the car i don't think rust is in a police uniform that's what i'm saying yeah 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 but rust is the first one through the door the that made me but they're like walking as a group like yeah no i i think it's whenever they're driving in like the fact that they're driving they're not getting an immediate call of like as those people are looking at them like yeah i thought that was where the police because i on the second viewing i was pretty obsessed with why are they wearing police uniforms because rust is not wearing one he's just wearing a fucking biker jacket yeah yeah i think that may have to also do with like it's like everyone's not what they seem so it's like since rust is the true detective who's not actually a criminal that's a great level i mean you know the literal reason is that he was uh, you know included the last second but yeah it's like they didn't have a uniform for the other guy you know like yeah no but i I, I think you're yeah i'm I'm not that i'm not saying that to dismiss your point at all because i don't want to no i'm saying i I first thought of yours too i was like come on yeah, because it would have been cool to see Mikado in it. Yeah, but then I was like, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, there's a way it does. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to uh, the clip we were playing. Shot. If I could just get another shot. This ain't gonna tell you something. Yeah, this is none of my business. I want to hear it. All right, I'm sorry. Total shit. You know, this is part on you. You know, you, you can't just slide into my life creating tensions. Or I make you me. tap some bimbo. Looks like a young Maggie. I make you flaunt that shit. Fuck that night at the Longhorn. You were so obvious, man, checking around. She looked crazy enough to have followed you there. And all the dick swagger you roll, you can't spot crazy pussy. I fucked up. Just, I just love how he's pinballing here. <laughs> I, I like something wild. I always did. I just it feels like it, it smooths out the other parts of my life. Most it's of the time. One more time. It's none of my fucking business. Yeah. Fuck. Look, we got a job to do. Off book. It's the only thing I can think of. I, I gotta straighten out things with the family. I, I gotta fix it. That bike club. I know him. Had deals with him when I work in Narco. We can get to that motherfucker, Lido. So, enough with the self-improvement, penance, hand-wringing shit. Let's go to work. Do you think you're... Fuck! <laughs> Hell of a bedside man you got, Rust. Uh, you know, being stupid is different than gone and sick, and this is a bar, not a fucking bedside. Friend in need. Time I think you hit a ceiling, you just keep raising the bar. You are like the Michael Jordan of being a son of a bitch. Come on, really gotta love this jacket I got. <laughs> Great exchange, start to finish. Uh, just uh, something I just fucking love about the. I always needed something crazy. It smooths out the like. Yeah. <laughs> what fucking nonsense! I mean, like on For real. Like there, there is some part of me that, that's like. Well, obviously he's correct, and the, then there's like, but like most of me is like, this sounds like it could not be a more clear instance of someone lying to themselves. Like, yeah, it seems it's like not it. working. 
whatever yeah, like, whatever effect whatever positive good you think is going on you're not getting it's that like, does your life feel smooth right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like the guy with the choppiest life in the world is just yeah. like i needed to make these decisions so yeah, it could yeah, be smooth yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah you yeah. fucking dummy it's like i well but he likes something wild man I think he likes something wild because he likes something wild. It doesn't smooth out the rest of his life. No, I think he likes the wildness. Yeah. You know, yeah. But he's exactly. not prepared to just come out and say, like, I'm a broken person. True. He's definitely not. No. He's just like, you know, it's it's for the good of the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and just the, you know, always interesting, the the two opposing viewpoints. So funny, dude. It's just like, I'm not trying to hear this. But Marty does have a point. Russ didn't create the tensions like out of thin air. He may have just revealed them or made them worse. But the mowing lawn incident was, uh, it wasn't completely innocent. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little bit of a stirring it up. Yeah, you know but, I mean? I, like, but he's... It seems to me like the show is at least implying, if not outright proving, that he was already cheating by the time Russ showed up. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't fully agree with Marty's like, you can't just come in here creating tensions. I mean, Marty it's doesn't like, agree with it. You can't come in here revealing and, you know, putting new light on old tensions. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, Maggie is calling him late at night and shit. That's new. Like, that, that is maybe an escalation uh so i don't know i feel like he kind of has he's like it's none of my business right now but at the same time dude they're about to go into fucking hell so like he doesn't need marty's he, he needs marty to calm down dude you know what i mean yeah no there's several times throughout this episode where he's laser focused on that uh i want to play the and will in a second here the uh conversation between um maggie and rust but uh yeah whenever whenever he leaves that um the first time i watched the episode i was like did i misunderstand their tenor of their interaction wherever rust leaves it and is like i think it looks good man but then on the second viewing i was like oh he's just doing the thing that he's asking maggie to do of let him give him enough so that he can make it through this mission without being a wreck so i don't die i think that's right and then we yeah, can yeah, yeah, like yeah. he doesn't give a shit about whether or not they give divorced like not really yeah I he, think the thing that he's most cared about is that marty's in a good spot so he shows up tells marty what he wants to hear of like she didn't say the d word man uh, yeah i don't yeah, yeah yeah let's go all do a great job at this thing well i feel like it's like uh later when Rust is, he says to the ginger guy, he's like, "I'm, I'm done talking to you like a man." Yeah, you know? I felt like it's he kind of implicitly does that with Marty. He's yeah. like, "I'm not giving you the truth like a man. Like, I'm just gonna give you a fucking, a, yeah. a lie that you can swallow so you can get your head back in the fucking game." Yeah, like cause I, I gave you a chance to show that you could handle this. You failed yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so he's now like, this is how we're gonna handle like, it. You know what? Actually, yeah, I, I think you guys will get back together for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go do this. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I don't remember where exactly it falls in him talking about his dad, but uh, oh yeah, that was interesting. The the whole bit about uh, him leaving Alaska made him disloyal. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, we've I've been spared that particular consideration by my parents Uh sending me to Texas. Yeah. And they've been supportive. You know. Of you staying from a distance, you know. I mean, no, like we have a relationship and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but I do sometimes think about like, I, I want to get up there. COVID's made it hard to get up there more. And my parents have never said you're disloyal. Uh, but Seems like it's a different relationship. I think so. But I mean, just whenever it's the, just the one parent. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I'm just more thinking about my dad. Like, I, I, I would like to see him more. COVID makes it hard. We live from a distance, but I don't know. It's like uh, if he's a – they don't give us much about Cole's dad, but it's like there's definitely a kind of parent that's like narcissistically like my children are an extension of me. It's not hard. You know, I know we love the Mark Wahlberg classic movie Shooter. Like I, haven't, I do love seen that, that, right? Of yeah, course. Yeah. Uh, and it's like that's a cool image of a survivalist, but probably they're crazy. I mean, Rust, we know, is like kind of crazy. Yeah. So he may literally be like, dude, I'm trying to fucking have a compound up here and you fucking go down to South Texas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, if it's how does this affect me? And if that's how your dad is, it kind of, you know, makes sense that Rust's instinct when an authority figure, you know, we talk about Marty and authority figures, but it's like Rust doesn't do well with him. He doesn't do well with Tuttle, doesn't do well with his bosses. Uh, that's really it. Yeah. Slaps that other detective. He does. I love when he slaps that guy. Yeah, me too. Has a cool leather jacket. I love when Marty puts on the leather jacket. Uh, you can tell Pizzolatto loves leather jackets, dude. In every inside the episode, he's wearing one. Oh, yeah. And he's like in the commentary. I forgot what it said. There's some phrase that's like, he's like, we had to fucking cut it, dude. It sucks. But... Like, we had a special jacket made with, like, you know, patches and shit. I was like a son of a bitch, you know, like, whatever. I'm sure, like, because I, you know, Ginger's jacket, that's got to be, like, Aryan Nation stuff, right? Like, how all Sounds the different right. fucking, I don't know what any of it meant. I also I don't. Like, I'm assuming that's fucking American History X. Yeah. You know, whatever. But yeah. No way they would give Matthew McConaughey a leather jacket like that. No way, dude. That would go wrong. You can't, dude. McConaughey would say no. Don't you think? What do you mean? If they gave McConaughey a jacket that had actual Aryan Nation shit on it. Like, are you like, saying because, no. like, other people would, like, screen cap it and yeah. be too excited about it? It's literally exactly the scenario I was worried about. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, you would be like, I can't go fucking have an image of me, this be a thing. Because think about, like, the image of him dragging on a cigarette from the show. You know, that's like a random meme from the show. Uh-huh. It was an awesome meme. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. anyway. So I'm, I don't know exactly what it says, but it's, it's like, a, it's some, like, slogan they made up about being a, an SOB. Yeah. Something. Yeah, no, Marty's looking at the bullet holes because Russ had just told him that he got shot three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, here. I guess he did. Um, and then cool. uh, quite possibly in my mind, the gnarliest scene in the entire fucking show, the trying to inflame his injection site. I do poorly with that kind of stuff. I didn't Wait, like when it. Wait, when he was putting the needle in his arm? Uh, really? I mean, I just, I hate needles. Like, I can't watch the Wire opening credit sequence. Really? I can't. Pulp Fiction? Yeah, that one's tough. That's really tough. Really? Yeah, don't like seeing it. Interesting. Yeah, just, I get fucking... It doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't like getting blood drawn from my own arm, but, you know. There was one... T it's, it's the, like, it's 
the fucking whatever they thought I was hypoglycemic and they were giving me blood oh. tests all the time. Yeah. And like that's not a just stick something in. Like that's one of the blood drawn like the needles in your arm for a while. Yeah, I don't and like that. That makes me dizzy. I just had to do it a lot of times and I uh uh there's one when I was an adult. It's really I guess I must be incredibly lucky cuz I don't think this is like a weird weird occurrence but like she just couldn't find the vein like she, but it was like it was in there and she just like missed and uh i yeah. i was just about gone like yeah she had to like That's talk so me fun. back and give me strategies like she went and got like a you know like the cold <clears throat> cold towel like yeah, a yeah, wet yeah. towel to put in was wow had something about like uh something about like spit or something like like that i should spit or that i should like i don't know I, I don't remember, but That's, I don't know about that. It walked me back, whatever like instructions. Wow! Like, but I, I that it, sucks, man. It was like I had like a strong metallic taste in my mouth. Like it was, yeah. it was the like strongest body reaction I can remember in the last That's couple. No yeah. Yeah, 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 so I can sympathize so, there, or I mean, I I see where you're coming from. Yeah. That's um, uh, yeah. That you know, I guess you want to look like you do drugs. Dude, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it always reminds totally, me, yeah. like, uh, I have a bachelor party coming up, and it's like, you know. Just you, anniversary for you? What do you, you mean? Do you do, like, in every five years? No, I barely had a bachelor party. Oh. You know, I went to dinner with a couple of guys. You went to dinner with a couple of guys. Yeah, so I went to dinner with a couple of guys. We went to the Palm, very nice. And we did get drunk, and we were going to go to a strip club, but we went to Hotel Zaza. I probably lived across the street. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was probably around that time, like 2014. Uh, I would have been a little late. 2012, 2013, I lived across the street from Palm. Okay. So this is where I get jammed up because, well, I was with a cousin and a roommate. Because uh, I've lived with my cousins and I've lived with my roommates. So sometimes when I tell a story, I'm like, am I fucking doxing somebody? Yeah. So just, you know, I, I switch them up. Dude, just consider them one and the same. Mm -hmm. So we'll say for the purposes of this one. My cousin had a bag of weed, he said, at his house. So we were supposed to go to a strip club. And we went to Hotel Zaza. He kept calling it Zaza, mm -hmm. uh, which was a pretty classic bit all night. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Just we met some of his friends. Uh, and then we were like in the cab, but we were supposed to go to his house to get to smoke weed before the strip club i don't know it's like the strip club sucks after midnight around here anyway i think it's like they all become byob or something i'm not really sure maybe that's after two uh but then his wife either had just had a baby or was pregnant or something when we got there he throws this is before ubers are really popping he throws up in the fucking cab and uh the cab driver's like trying to call the cops unless we fucking like give him two hundred dollars uh he's which like to be fair is also how uber resolves that <laughs> i mean in longer term yeah yeah but they at least let you go home like this guy like pulled over but we were very close to his house and like anyway we worked it out had to pay him then we like get into the house and then his wife's like what the fuck are y'all doing and we're like no we're just trying to and she's like get in bed and then, like, he had, like, stumbles off to bed. What the fuck? And then I'm like... It's a bachelor uh, party. He said something about some weed. <laughs> she, you know, she, she's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, basically. So then, like, we Terrible. got another cab. 
So then, and then I went home. Given so the, the things that are crimes in this country, I, I think that that one should be included. No, to be fair, I think she should have to pay a fine at least. Whether she was pregnant or had a small kid, I don't respect care. her now. No, nope, I don't. I also strongly suspect she is the one that encouraged him to like plan the bachelor parties. So she's a sweetheart. Like, I think it was just like we caught her <laughs> a bad time and her husband was like drooling and shit. I mean, that's but, the case with most crimes. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't have a weed connect really at that time. So I was really looking forward to smoking weed. Uh, but, you know, this is what it is. Heartbreaking tale. Yeah. You know, what can you do? Anyway. I mean, fine him. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, he owed me because I had to pay the cab driver too, man. Huh. That, no, what's going on <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, we worked it out but yeah so uh now, now we are kind of getting into um maggie meat and rust although in the scene again I'm, I'm sorry i don't want maybe i should just move past this because i don't want this to just be a podcast of light quibbles <laughs> with minor details why would a man whose t-shirt says genius at work spend all of his time quibbling with a popular television show <laughs> i don't have a shirt that says genius at work on. that's like a classic simpsons bit when homer voices somebody on like you know some star trek type show it's like i always think of it like uh you know they go to a convention mm-hmm and some guy asks, like, how does the transponder do this when, uh-huh. it, you know, we clearly know it does this. And he, that's it. You got it. You got the rest. Okay. That's, that's what I'm reading you with. You're wearing the very racist Notre Dame fighting Irish. When is how that logo going away, dude? That's so terrible. Is that, are people making, why is that in my brain as of late? Are people making noise that that one's got to go to? I mean, they always do. It's really? always there, like... Like the same kinds of people that whenever you say the gay marriage should be legalized, they're like, what about horses? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people that are like, what about the fighting Irish? Yes. Like they're, wow. what their point is that uh, you should be able to use Native American names for as long as you want. And they're That's trying to show call. you how That's ridiculous. Well, yeah. So the fucking Irish thing is my call. And, and I, I think it's okay. comfortable being mascots. Yes. I like it too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wish the Italians had a team. Wouldn't it be great? The Rutgers fucking Paisanos, dude. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally down with it, but it I, I feel like it has like, been on my mind. It's lately. not like they called the the Washington football team that because it was primarily made up of Native Americans, whereas like that right. was the implication of the Notre Dame team. Like they're calling them that because they are that. Like for real, they're not Irish. Anymore, they're right? Catholic. Yeah. Okay, but not anymore. Uh, less so now, but yeah, you yeah. know, in the fucking 1910 or whatever, I think it was 20s or 30s that the okay. logo New emerged. Rockney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we had that on VHS at my house, like growing up. Newt Rockney, All American. That's right. That's yeah. what's up. I've never yeah. seen it, but I know well, we had the VHS. Give give it a look. I think my brother and dad watched it. Tragic ending. Well, we all it comes for us all eventually. Mm. I'm assuming he died. Plane crash. Oh shit! All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the just gipper. the height of his powers, She's you the know. Gipper. Huh? That's the Gipper? No. Gipper's <laughs> a different person. He's one okay. of the players. He has a terminal illness, mm. not a plane crash. That's why he's able to, like, you know, tell him. To win one for the Gipper. Whenever the brakes are beating the boys. <laughs> and Rudy quotes that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Rudy's the shit, dude. <laughs> I love Rudy. Obviously, I Saw agree. Saw him in the theater. 
<laughs> I uh, didn't see it in theaters first run, but uh, a couple years ago for the anniversary. Oh, yeah? Did you like a draft <laughs> yeah. house kind of thing? Uh, no, it was like a nationwide. I was in Vegas. Oh, shit. And uh, okay. like the fucking, yeah, it was it was one of the casinos, like one of the station's casinos. That's like awesome. Like it might have been Boulder Station. Okay. But I went down there and fucking... <laughs> <laughs> saw the uh re-release of rudy it's a great movie man i agree I, I met my whole family went you know we all went had a great time uh my uncle was in the crowd for the game like Whoa. the not the like actual although fuck dude we've had the ticket since the 60s i guess i should ask if someone was there for the time that he did record the sack but uh just the the filming like nice. whenever they're chanting rudy nice very he's, cool he's so not he like in a rudy. shot but he's in the stadium did they soundtrack that in or did they have them say rudy probably they, they had them say rudy whether or not that's what they used is an open question for hollywood interesting but he did at halftime of a notre dame game very you know, cool chant rudy that's very cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but anyways uh <coughs> yeah yeah so i just i don't know i'm everyone's under difficult circumstances i'm trying to be understanding but i I feel like maggie revealed some personal flaws in this episode (laughs) go on just she she seems to think that rust owes her something by the fact that he answered her question honestly about fucking his daughter dying like she's extrapolating from that she's asking him to break bro code that he ought to be a certain kind of person yeah, yeah. And then is mad that like that he's let her down on this obligation. And I don't see an obligation. She was asking him okay. someone like I don't think she's well, in the wrong Russ, to like ask him if Russ he has kids. Clearly is like, at least in some context, he's like, We owe everybody the truth no matter what. Yeah. To the point of telling Charlie Lang, like, it's your fault. <laughs> Although it does directly lie to Marty two seconds after well, this. Well, that's what I'm but. saying. It's like he lies when it suits him in, you know, in this instance. He doesn't really need to lie to Maggie here. And is he? I don't I don't think he's I don't think so. So yeah. So what is she asking of him? Like, or you got a clip? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A clean break is best now. Mother's still young. That's none of my business. Okay, but I do need him to watch my back on this. This is how you all get warped. You always shortchange the wrong things. Shortchange? Mm Mm-hmm. What else? He wanted me to pass a tide of apologies, of which I'll skip. And he wants to see the girls, if you can make time for it. Kids are the only thing that matter, Maggie. They're the only reason for this old man-woman drama. I'm sorry. What are you suggesting exactly? Just that people fuck up. We age, men, women, it's not supposed to work except to make kids. So if you can imagine Marty's behavior as an expression of weakness, pain, you see that it's not about you. So end of the day, you duck under rationalization, same as any of them. You must have been a great husband. Yeah, see, she's fucking furious at that, like that he's done something terribly wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm also a terrible husband, according to her, but uh, fucking uh, I don't see anything wrong with anything he said. Which what part of it's inaccurate? Well, hearing it, I was thinking like maybe he probably came to that realization from a guy who 
doesn't have a conscious memory of a mother. You know what I mean? To be like, damn. You know, like how do you make your peace with like knowing this thing, you know, the primal source of acceptance has rejected you and isn't there. Instead, you just have your dickhead dad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, how do you justify existence at all? You're like, well, the life goes on, you know? Like, they reproduced. Plenty of people reproduce and don't work out. Like, I met, again, my parents aren't divorced. They're, they're together, so I have to just imagine. But I have to imagine, and, you know, we don't have to imagine. We have been in situations where you're, like, separated from your family or whatever. I don't know. It's like... It's easy to take some solace in being like, life goes on, it's hard. But I don't know, you know, I, I don't really know what I'm, exactly what I'm saying because I don't have like a, a relationship with a woman I had kids with besides my wife. Mm-hmm. So I can't fully relate to that part either. But dude, I did... Uh, well, but just mind. this whole business of like, we're flawed and like... Oh. This is how these flaws get expressed. Like, yeah. whatever she thinks that Marty's trying to do, that like she's taking, like, of course, what does she a want husband here? cheating on a wife is a personal affront. But yeah. like, like it, it is. Yeah, but like, there's also other things going on there. You know, like it's it's his like. Yeah, but she right has feelings. To, she has. She's right to worry about her perspective. I mean, no one else is. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that she needs to like drop it and like like I'm not saying she dude, needs I'm to get back Russ, with him. Dude, it's a slippery slope. If you start letting a woman complain about her husband to you, it's like make no mistake, you're going down a path, my friend. Like I mean, one or another. I'm not. There, there's maybe sub varieties of that path, but I know, wouldn't like it. Saying that's not my business is not a bad instinct in almost every case. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it's, but just that she, that that's where I'm talking about. You know, she fucking seems to have thought that it, it, she just, it, she imagined him to be a certain kind of person. Like she, she imagined that she could do all this <coughs> stuff with Rust because of that one, like the, the conversation in the first episode where they're well, we connecting. We don't know how long they and talked after the lawn, dude. He mowed her lawn, dude. Don't, don't sleep on that. He mowed the damn lawn. She made a iced tea. Yeah, I don't think that, that drastically changes anything. I mean, that's a pretty. That's it's more than just the saying at dinner. My daughter died. It's but like, I think that it's all she set him up on a date. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, dude. Sorry. It's the the fucking. I what I'm what I'm saying is that I believe that she's extrapolating everything from there. Like she she clearly has a reaction to that, right? Like, and so everything like. Then you're set on the track and like you're talking of other instances of things that happen along the track. Right. But like I'm saying that she takes from this small interaction that like this is the track it's on. And then whenever that track doesn't go exactly how she thinks it was, she thinks that that's like that he fucked up. Like that that, that he was making a, an implicit promise whenever the track started that like he would go along with, with her. And uh, no, he was not. Like it would be insane to think that he was. He was just trying, like he was just finally finding someone he felt like he could admit that his daughter was dead to. And he did so. That doesn't obligate him to like fucking go with you on every single thing that you feel. Like he's allowed to be like, hey, listen, he's my partner. 
I don't want a part of this. And insofar as I have a part of it, it's just to point out that we're all having a fucking tough time here and doing our best. So think about that. Anyways, he needs to be in a good mindset for this. So I'll see you later. Right. But like, where is that speech about like how Marty was mad at Rust for like the same stuff? You know what I mean? Like Russ said the same thing to Marty and Russ. He said, it's none of my business. You know, both of them responded by being like, you fucking suck. But only Maggie gets the fucking what the fuck speech, you know? What's that about? You know what I'm saying? Don't say that in an annoying way. I'm just, What's that I mean, about? My, I'm just saying. like, TC, it, have you considered you're a terrible sexist? <laughs> your reaction. I'm just saying like... uh I think she hit him way harder, dude. <laughs> like, like because she, the show is fucking like, like the perspective harder. of the show is it's blindingly obvious that Marty's fucking up here. She True. is at times held up to be like the moral authority. So like, of course, like, do I want to criticize? Like, you right. know, no, I think that's right. You're, you're almost, yeah, you're implicitly respecting her by criticizing her more. I, I actually agree with you. <laughs> that sounds sarcastic, but I do agree with you. Uh, you're doing her the respect of, of taking what she, you know, her seriously as a character and a person. I think uh, she, you are right. Well, okay, she hit Rust with a, a pretty hard blow with the, you must have been a great husband. Yeah. Like, obviously. But he he got shook by it, dude. Like, Marty calls him a son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't care. He likes that. Uh, and Marty's drunk and, like, just obviously can't, like, see straight outside of being drunk. Like, he's just fucked up. He's saying anything. And she's also like hurt, but just is consistently more in control yeah, of her actions. But I, I think like she is hurt, and I think also like she, uh, she did correctly ascertain that Rust is different from these other guys, and she's just be expressing her disappointment that she thought he was more different than he was. You know, see, what I, I think mean? that like, this is him being different. Like Marty would never make the like. Listen, we age and. Marty would try to fuck her <laughs> if, he, if she wasn't his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think you know. that him having this sort of like uh, kind of, you know, universal understanding sort of thing that he's applying, that like universal wisdom that he's applying to this is evidence of his differentness. No, but it's and like so it's he's, annoying he's, he's just slotting so, her back in the Madonna character category, dude. He's like, it's all about kids. Whatever you're feeling, stifle it. Take care of the kids or whatever. Versus just like... Number one, you could just listen. Number two, she is more than just a mother. You know, number three, arguably, I mean, this is more just like maybe another route. Sometimes I wonder, is this just the rationalization to get divorced? But you do hear it, and I certainly see what it's counterweighing against. But you hear people say like, well, actually, the kids are better off. They're not better off in a home where the parents stay together for their sake because they can tell you know, if their parents hate each other and it fucks them up worse than if you just got divorced. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But, you know, that's more of a quibble. I think, uh, I think there's a decent chance it's equal. I think it probably depends on the specific people Seems involved. Seems really that's bad regardless. Being divorced? No, just being in the disagreement. I guess. I mean, to like me... Like being constantly... Like, like you're, you're saying abuse. people who... You were talking about people who don't get divorced... Right, right, right. And so I'm saying that people who feel like they ought to get divorced but don't and people who do get divorced, I would say that a similar amount. Like, I don't think there's a big difference. I don't think you're doing a lot of saving the kid by either choice. I agree, except I would say, uh, who's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom? I think she's the one that said this. I don't know. I want to give credit. You know, I love to give credit where I can. 
Uh, but I want to say she said it was like she, they were married for a long time. And they were like. Gwyneth Paltrow so, and her mom? Gwyneth Paltrow and her mom were married for a long time. Uh, and someone said, like, what's the How secret? How beautiful. <laughs> uh, and she said, no, for real. She said with her husband, she was like, we never wanted to get divorced at the same time. You know? And okay, I feel yeah. like there's something to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can just time them right, dude. Then it's like you actually can stay married. And I found myself, dude, I mean, I, I'm an emotional guy, dude. I'm volatile. At times I've been like, well, maybe we should, you know, whatever. I don't do that anymore. I try not to. But, like, I'm very grateful that I wasn't the one who decided, like, at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess technically in our culture, one person is always the decider if you want to be. But it's like, I don't know. When when I heard that quote about like, you, it's good if you don't both want it at the same time. I felt it very hard. I feel like Marty is uh, learning the limits of it though. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> he definitely is not feeling it. Yeah. And it seems to be falling apart pretty fast, man. Uh, but dude, I don't know, man. I, th I feel like Maggie, uh, She's within her rights to to push the intimacy of their relationship because Rust has allowed the door to open somewhat, and he's pushed it somewhat with uh, with his own behavior. He's pushed back as well, but you know Maggie, like anybody, is finding out what exactly that means, and she's within her rights to be disappointed. I will say she hit Cole pretty hard, like that's why you know nothing Marty could say could ever get Rust to like walk out like that. I think though. I just don't think that anything he said prior to that is incorrect. I do, dude. I think there's like there. It, it depends, dude. I mean, I feel like the the implicit thing was him being like, "You gotta fucking put it to bed." I mean, maybe I just misread that. If that's true, that's not really his place. I think. I don't think he's going to this far just to say that. I mean, I know he didn't specifically say it, but I, that's how I kind of read the underlying him just being like, "Look, it's all about the kids." Or maybe, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't read it that way. I don't think like, that I just that was comforting her. I mean, I think he's trying to offer perspective, and it's very clear from everything else that the number one thing he wants is for Marty to be in a spot where he can be focused, so that he has so, his back so when they go to Beaumont. He's still hoping, like, I'll have this meeting with Maggie, and then she'll call him and be like, "Okay, baby, go go on your mission and come back safe." Partly, yeah, yeah and I just be. I also that think that be. that's his legitimate feeling, you know, like you know this. Like, we're broken people. Yeah. I think she, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, he, like Ru Matt, no, what's his name? He, like Marty. Marty was an extreme example. But, and the consequences were much more severe. But if he did want, I don't know, if he wanted a more resonant conversation, he, like Marty, would have done well to do some more listening and active listening you know being like it sounds like you're pretty frustrated with marty you know that must feel like you're not connecting with him or you know more shit like that versus just being like hey listen this shit sucks right what do you want <laughs> like it's like no one wants to hear that dude uh she and she wants more from him dude she's starved for intimacy she's asking that same thing a lot like you guys why do you guys never give stuff a chance or whatever, you know, remember? Yeah. It's like, you know, I can't say McConaughey has been inconsistent on that point, dude. That was when he pumps it. He's like, chill out. But yeah. it's like, he mowed her lawn, dude. 
maybe don't mow the lawn. If you know, if you mow a babe's lawn, dude, she's gonna be like trying to call you late at night. <laughs> don't you know this? That's why I don't mow any of my neighbor's lawns. That's why? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I mean, you got to Have be you careful. ever owned, owned the mower at any point? Yeah, I have. I, I owned, a, I bought a push mower a and push mower. a weed whacker. Was uh, this after or before you got sighted? <laughs> no, I've never been sighted in Dallas. I bought it. I bought it like okay, three years in ago. Dal- but you said you'd been sighted in Austin and yeah, yeah, yeah. San Antonio. I have no. Yeah, so I was after those times. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I never used them. I sold them. I like bought them and then no, I returned them. I returned them. That's what it was. I'm pretty sure. I bought them from Home Depot. More returns than the average person, I would say. Thank God, though. I used to sometimes just throw stuff out rather than dealing with it. Not like lawnmower level purchases, though. I would say. But anyway, I try not to buy things like that anymore. That, so, uh, really interesting rest of the episode for Marty, I thought. Um, <laughs> just like uh, they have him dressed like such a fucking dweeb. Yeah. And Does he have his Pink Floyd shirt on? No, nah, it might be. But I, no, I think it's like a skater kind of thing, like cartoon I think it's Pink Floyd. Okay. I think it's uh, it's like looks like Easter Island heads. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. It's like red and white. It's yeah. a black shirt. I think it's a Pink Floyd shirt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't he know. He cool, Pink dude. Floyd shirt, dude. Uh, he does not look cool. That, he looks like a fucking dork, dude. That was my that tour was my intro to Pink Floyd because. Uh, I like hung out at the, the the Cranberry Swim Club. It was a pool. It's closed now, but like the older life, the definitely. I'm sure it's flooded with the the recent storms, but uh, the like older lifeguards were in college, and now that I like think about it, dude, they like love jam bands and stuff. You know, they were like the swim team coaches and stuff. I would just go for diving and swim team practice uh, at like 8 a.m. and then just the pool would open at noon. Like after that. I would just, that's my whole day. I would, you know, there's a snack bar. I would eat lunch there. Like, and I would like hang out with the older like lifeguards. I thought they were like the coolest guys in the world. And uh, they went to go see Pink Floyd at uh, the Meadowlands. Like, and so it, they were touring in the 90s? Yeah, they had this album that came out called The, the Division Bell. And it's like, I didn't even know what Pink Floyd was, dude. I was fucking like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like probably 11. Uh, but it is that tour because the it is Easter Island Heads like on the cover. Because I remember I got like money for my birthday. And I went to the music store and I bought the Pink Floyd Division Bell album that had just come out. Which clearly was just for like baby boomers, you know? Like it's a 90s Pink Floyd album. Uh, and then like the, the lifeguards were going to just like eat mushrooms and like watch a light show, you know what I mean? See the classics, but I didn't know any of that at the time. So I bought this album, the division bell by Pink Floyd. It fucking sucks ass, dude. It was so bad. Uh, and I lost a good amount of respect. Like I was like, what? These guys don't know anything. Uh, but you know, obviously I have more context now. So anyway, I'm pretty sure dude, cause in the commentary, Pizzolato was like, the backstory is Marty only has one concert T-shirt, and it's it's from college. Like he stole it from a college roommate or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see it now. Okay, 
Yeah. Because I, it's like, it's a cool show. I though. would not have known that that's a Pink Floyd <laughs> I've got a history with Pink Floyd, man. But I actually, no, I don't like Pink I Floyd. Do, I don't like them either. Man. I don't either, dude. Like, but my first impression was their most, it's got to be their worst album. I mean, you know, they've made a lot of songs. I'm not here to say that all of them are terrible, but. The, like Another Brick in the Wall? That's it's cool. usually to me a sign that the, the person I'm talking to doesn't have interesting opinions. What about Wish You Were Here? I wish you were here That's is what cool I would song. identify as uh, the good the good one. They I like made. that one. You know, Departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really sure. That's my main association. Uh, Fred Durst did it better, though. I think we okay. all can see that. It, to, I mean, to say that he covered it is to say that he did it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with the d It was uh, some kind of 9-11 support album. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just taking off his red... Yankees hat where Slowly. Yankees is written in an Asian character. Uh-huh. Do you remember those? Dude, the kid who got our clothes taken away at Excel, he came, showed up wearing one of those. A Yankees hat that was a Chinese symbol for Yankees? A red one. Yeah. Okay. It was like literally Fred Durst wore it. Like that's like, I don't remember the, I mean, I certainly remember Fred Durst's red Yankee hat. I had one. The story that I've told on here previously about uh, dyeing my hair in a movie theater bathroom, I was wearing my brother's. Uh, so I said I had one. My brother had one. Okay. Uh, okay. As the older brother, you know, like anything he had that I liked, you stole I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, he'll, if you mention it now, he was here, you know, picking up the washer. And if you'd brought up he red Yankee's hat, I mean, he was like, you didn't like see him. He's in another room. But yeah, he was oh, in the house. I didn't that. He was using the restroom. Interesting. Didn't realize. Um, if you'd mentioned it to him, I'm sure that he would have. Okay. Well, you know, I used to have one, but TC fucking. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> okay. that within the okay. last 12 months. Okay. D money. Uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> what's uh, what's more homoerotic than a biker gang? Oh my goodness, man. Like just the way that the, all their stuff, like it's it's one of, it reminded me a little bit of like your uh, so great Epstein point of like, it's too masculine. <laughs> it's go, like it's gone all the way around to the other yeah, side. Yeah, where like, yeah, yeah. they're just the way that they treat the chicks, like where they're like, I don't even care about chicks. It's a little much. What's cool is my dude. Like exactly. it's. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong. Uh, no, but, you know, if we're judging them by their own metrics, it's like you're getting, <laughs> yeah. the diminishing returns are like eating into the game. This is, no one's arguing. You guys are masculine. But it's <laughs> yeah. like a little much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, you know, like, well, the guy has like the vest with no shirt on underneath, you know, mm-hmm. like the guy that's like manhandling Marty. Mm-hmm. It's like, and just even the phrase, like I, looking for a friend, you know, yeah. like, it's like in the way he's like, all it's like a guy could just be looking for a friend. Like, what the fuck? You know, like just like a little much like this guy's it basically is being like, this guy's so fucking gay. He's looking for a friend and you people let him in here. And then the guys are like, "We're sorry. We'll throw, we'll start throwing bottles at him." <laughs> like, uh, I thought it was just that, like, the operational security here is lower than we would like. Yeah, yeah, but I the the specific like quarrel. But he's that he saying had, like that you can't just come in here on the pretense that you're looking, looking for, a, for friend. a fucking friend. You need to like be in a biker gang. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, true, true. Because he was obviously like he was definitely dressed his most alternative clothing you know what i mean like 
that was like his most marginal clothing. Yeah, no, uh, and just like he. But he's not a biker. Yeah, yeah, no, like, it was that. That's that's kind of what I was like. Just everything about him, he is so off balance, and I, I, you yeah, know, it's yeah, it's yeah. interesting to hear you say that. It, like that, there was a time when they were considering doing the. I thought it was important that they what? were in Texas. Like Marty travels in the world of Louisiana. He's so like he's he's oh, doing yeah. all the bragging in the early episodes about like I know how to talk to people. I can integrate with this area. Doesn't know how to talk to people whenever he's fucking saying I'm looking for a friend. Didn't look like that guy wanted to talk to him. Yeah, like it yeah, it definitely. just seems like the 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 thing is flipped entirely to where like you know he's in out, the way that Russ was kind deep. of stumbling around not knowing who the fucking governor was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marty's He's no better off in, in this episode. Yeah, I don't know that they were ever going to set it in Lafayette. He just said, like, when he wrote the scene, he was picturing, like, projects that he knew. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it does make sense that they're in Russ world now. Yeah. yeah. It did make sense. Like, it, I was like, that's pretty believable. I'm looking for my sponsor guy. You know what I mean? Like, that. I was like, and that a biker actually, bar? Yeah, dude. You're like an idiot. You're like kind of a, a, a dumb drunk recovering guy like looking for your buddy you're worried he's drinking again or whatever like i but was it's like a, that's it's a kind bar of where believable hypothetical i mean they're familiar enough with russ that they let him in and maybe it's just because like the well, ginger I was like, thing did ginger put him is it like yo put me on the list yeah because <laughs> like, he, he mentions I mean? that like he's trying to like find this guy yeah he says crash here for ginger like is it like you got put on the list or you just say ginger and you look drugged out and so all right we'll search you but i think that there's at least the possibility one that marty ought to respect because he doesn't know that uh they know who crash is yeah, and they think, know yeah, that he yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. 20 years sober and so being like i just want to get my buddy he's got 20 uh, years sober true, true, seems true. fucking dumb and ill-advised to me it wasn't, you know, an interesting thing with the 20 years, like, it's not quite, this is an ancillary point. I agree with you, though. That is dumb for, of Marty. Uh, I didn't think of that either. Because uh, he was like, these guys are going into the abyss, and it takes them 17 years to get out of it. You know, like, they're not emerging from, like, they're, this is them going into the darkness, and they're not coming out until 17 years later, which is like, whoa. But then it's like, uh, at least for me, that's uh, literally from leaving Excel to like when we uh, started hanging out. It's yeah. like a 17 year emergence. All so right. It's like, respect, dude. Once again, synchronicities lining up nicely. You know what it's like to trawl the darkness? For 17 years, 17 long years, dude. But then, you know, we just went into the abyss. Uh, some, you know, someone died at the lake that weekend, but it had nothing to do with us. We haven't solved anything. Uh, it wasn't that one. It was the oh, next it was a one. Different one. Yeah, that's dark. Anyway, that was wild. Yeah. If anyone's ever <laughs> R.I.P. done drugs across from a crime scene, <sighs> it's a it's a bit of an experience. Kind of put it all in perspective, man. <laughs> it's the kind you know. I mean, like yeah, you know, psychedelics tend to do that, anyways. Like yeah. they'll they'll make that out of anything that's happening. And so whenever the thing that's happening is the police are photographing a boat that just ran over a woman who's now at the bottom of the lake. Yeah, and we didn't It's a know, little extra. Didn't we like, we put it, everyone like kind of put it together, right? We found a tweet like, 
that she like hadn't been found. Yeah, but because it, it was like, why are there so many cop boats with lights like looking down? Because it started out just that we saw rescue boats go like yeah, the, yeah, the where yeah, where yeah. our house is. It's directly across from the launch, so we're just right. seeing rescue boats go in the launch. It like, like who are they rescuing? Uptick in those. Um, and know. then someone had the idea to look on Twitter, and I was like, don't even bother. There's no way there's something on Twitter about what happened to this fucking tiny ass lake. Right, but there uh, was. But I was wrong there was yeah. a tweet that was like hey woman got hit by a boat and then uh you know we saw him take the boat out and then whenever whenever there's just police taking photos of a boat for three hours yeah it's not hard to gather why they're doing that it. was brutal it was insane <laughs> yeah no i mean certainly thoughts and prayers to the family for sure um the water sports and all that it's no joke man yeah yeah you know, I know we've been flipping about it. It's worth it, though. I do enjoy them. I wanted to go to the Samuel Grand Pool this summer, man. I'm kind of disappointed in my... I guess there's still time. I'm going to start doing it all the time. The Samuel Grand Pool? Yeah. It's five bucks a day. Uh, they, they have good diving boards. 70 for the summer. For like the... Is that just that pool? Or like no, the, no, Dallas. That's pretty nice, man. Whenever we're... Whenever we're I, have we said on this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move... I don't think so. I well, maybe we've alluded to it. But I'm, congrats, man! I'll be much closer to the Samuel Grand Pool. Be yeah, like ten dude. minute drive from the Samuel Grand Pool. So. Yeah. Have dude, you been since they did, like the slides ever. and stuff? Okay. No, but I drive by it all the time. Yeah. Like I, because okay. uh, I wanted to go try uh, like a real, you know, actual diving board. Once stuff. I'm out there, dude, text me anytime. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll do it. I'll fucking hit up. That I think pool. it's I think it's open like in through September. I think. I hope so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, spring will be here before we know it. Uh, those winters, man, they are long. Now we'll see that, how, we'll see now how that I love the waters as much as I do. I agree, dude. I mean, I'm trying to be zen about the winter coming up. I, I, I have stuff planned. Uh, so hopefully we'll be okay. I feel like it's always underreported by everyone but uh, you and then by extension me because I've heard your points about uh, Kanye's cycles. Yeah, man. It, the, you mean like how Kanye seems to have seasonal uh, upticks in energy? Yeah. Or yeah, just I like agree, the dude. times that he's making headlines, it's always, always, always summer. Yep. Yep. Well, dude, I'll, I, I, I think we've talked about this, but I don't think I've said it on the pod, but my progression of like kind of realizing some of that stuff about myself is deeply informed by Kanye because and Excel. So one... There was a girl who ran away who, you know, made multiple attempts. And on one of the attempts when Sally yelled at everybody, of course, because it's always all of our faults, uh, she was like, you know, so-and-so like gets squirrely in the summertime. And I was like, people can get squirrely in the summertime? You know, I was like, I think that explains something or two. You know, like, uh, and then like fast forward to like probably 2012, 2013, and I'm like bickering with my, you know, girlfriend, now wife, uh, in the summer. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to get into it. We're always fucking arguing. It's summertime. Of course we're arguing. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, like that Kanye line, like, uh, why we argue anyway? Oh, I forgot it's summertime. Like that's, I forgot what song it is, but that is the line. And I was like, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, why do we argue? It's summertime, you know? And she's like, what are you talking about? 
I was like, obviously Kanye like speaks the universal stuff. Like everyone knows you just argue a lot more. Everyone's irritable in the summertime. And she's like, yeah, you are, <laughs> you know? Uh, but it's like, that's the, I think it can be more pronounced than some people, but like the, uh, general population wide trends would indicate that is correct. Well, that's where I think, uh, there's like, a correlation between temperature and crime. I know that. Uh, and I wonder, I think there's like a lot of fucking wires being crossed there with like causality and correlation and stuff. And like the mental health aspect is underreported, uh, because like, you know, like people just say, oh, the heat makes you irritable. But I think it may be it, being out in so much sunlight, like makes your circadian rhythm, throws you into hypomania, which makes that like irritability is a fucking symptom of that. Uh, whereas like if you do have those seasonal mood fluctuations in the winter, you are just fucking laid up. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I've heard that a lot. Like they, they say that a lot, right? The heat makes you... Yeah. People upset, you know? Uh, the uh, Twitter phenomenon of uh, Meltdown <clears throat> May. I've heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think also mental health phenomenon. Probably That's like people coming into fucking seasonal mania and getting irritable. There was a time like, uh, someone, like I think it was like one of those. I'm not saying every meltdown, but come on. I was at Twitter. a doctor with my parents and they were asking about family medical history and my mom was like, yeah, you know, talking about her mom. Like, uh, yeah, I think I think my mom might have, like, seasonal affective disorder. Uh -huh. And I was like, this is the first time I'd heard anyone mention it. So I was like, what are you talking about? She doesn't have the diagnoses. Right. And then it, I thought about it for two seconds and realized that every single letter she'd ever written me, like, just starts off with, like, what the weather is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that it, it was universally true that she'd be like, pretty happy. It is summertime. Yeah not happy it's yeah. winter well yeah I, I agree man And it was one of those like uh you know the world is spinning the the wire you know uh, uh -huh. the the gif of uh mr krabs he's putting it all together uh okay yeah yeah i, I see what you mean yeah the always sunny guy no um <laughs> I don't know. From the wire. I don't I I it's been a while since I've seen him. Oh, I struggle with the characters. Guy being names. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Classic, classic, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I uh I don't know, man. I mean it, once you know about it, you can kind of observe it more. It's like being thrown into the throes of it without knowing what's going on is weirder. But uh it's interesting how like awareness dawns. I don't know. Uh I don't know how we got started on that, but Kanye, I think I think we are right about that. He doesn't really release winter albums. I feel like 808s was probably came out in the winter, and then like the early albums, it's maybe harder to judge because he was on that Rockefeller release schedule for yeah, you know. and he just you know was at a point in his career where he wasn't able to call the shots about it. Where right now, it's quite obviously everything moves around. Yeah, he just calls up people and is like, "Let's get it moving." I only do this once every two years now. Yeah. You know, for two weeks. But to me, creatively, I, I don't think yeah, it's good to depend on that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good to depend on the, the, you know, I learned from, I watched the Taylor Swift, you know, interview on YouTube. And she was like, you can't always just be like, I'm, I'm only writing when I'm most inspired. Like she hits the desk, 
you know and i i think there's like different people do different balances on that sure but i don't think that only well i can't you know it seems kanye spent his time showing up at the desk it seems like five beats a day for three summers yeah you know anyway what the fuck's marty doing reading a book dude that was another funny thing dude in the commentary they said okay so this is this is the level dude that the show is on man it's fucking awesome so because t-bone you get the sense like t-bone a little bit is like trying to keep up you know like pizzolato is a fucking genius t-bone's a genius obviously they both are uh but t-bone knows enough not to overstep dude also pizzolato said on the commentary he was like he didn't give t-bone any notes about what the show was about or anything he just like gave him footage and like the he the guy just selected like perfect cut after perfect cut uh so he like clearly gets what the show's about but he doesn't talk about it like the way we do you know what i mean like which we wouldn't either if piss a lot of we would you know you'd just be like I think so, i would probably kind of keep to myself <laughs> yeah you'd be like very interesting yeah you know what i mean like uh but uh he said he he's reading uh nietzsche's twilight of the idols which is like uh you know one of his little books that the they actually went through and like made marginalia and like underlined and stuff as if it were cole that did it so it's like he's reading cole's annotated copy of twilight of the idols like which they like fully went through and did and then they never even show the cover like in the the actual final cut pretty interesting like yeah pretty good attention to detail i would say wow very much respect that i had no idea so um you know i i don't i don't know that there's like uh i think that the the final uh scene is is meant to be enjoyed and it the energy is amazing like the fucking craft work you know is is amazing i i, I don't have like a what does it all mean thing about that you know i think yeah, it's yeah. a fucking smash and grab it's fucking um, cool shit, dude. but i did uh for my own interest uh just note when we start and stop on the uh no cuts sequence uh, -huh. uh it's pretty much six full minutes nice which i think like the famous copacabana is like three like the Goodfellas opening okay. no cut scene. Okay. Okay. Um, so just straight up doubling it up. Fairly impressive for a fucking TV show. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to show off to the audience. Uh -huh. I've tried to, uh, I feel like in the last, like I've had friends that, that would always be like cuts there, cuts there. Uh -huh. And I was, I was as envious of this party trick. And now I, th I think I've got it. I think really? I, I think I know. Yeah, just like I watched the video on YouTube. Uh, uh, there okay. was like uh, it wasn't even. I wasn't seeking it out for that. I was, you know, this was in in last summer when I was in, uh, you know, learn how to make cool videos mode, uh, uh, and was just looking for like uh, like I would I would just do Google searches for like uh, good gimbal shots, you know, and just like watch people be like, here's right. ten classic gimbal shots that I think are good. Okay, um, and uh, just one was like about like uh, you know that if you can kind of like just if you're passing over a tree uh -huh. like you can do a sudden like you can switch shots but because like the if if both of them start and end with uh, right. just the darkness of a tree right then it's you know gonna 
look pretty badass. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and there's definitely like just times whenever there's no people in the frame, like whenever he's going into the room that the little kid is in, right? And the camera flips from like being centered door. on Rust. And then, it, yeah, it goes like through the doorway to be centered on the kid. Makes sense to have seams there. Yeah, whenever yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever it's going over that, you could have well, You have the fewest moving parts. Uh, the, the, the real obvious one is whenever it's like going outside and looks up at the moon and then yeah, okay. keeps on going. See, you're saying this, but I don't really remember it. And I've seen this scene like 500 times. I mean, I was so, watching it like just with like the second time through. The first time I threw, yeah, I just yeah. fucking took it in and enjoyed it. The second time through, I was like, let's try and let's try and keep a little count. So I've never noticed. I've never noticed the scene once. I like I and I'm aware because you've seen Children of Men. No, I want to. I know I've trusted it's good, but I've it, not. It's got like that was the first time I became aware of like a single take being a cool thing. It's got a cool one. Uh, and then I remember big like, Birdman fan. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but it is the same guy, I think. Okay. I think. It's the whole, like, uh, Wait, there's, there's a scene for, like, up? two minutes at the end that's a cut, but that's it. Oh, uh, is that Alfonso Cuaron? I think so. That's who did Children of Men. Uh, but I, and he did Gravity, which has another cool, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, But I remember with Children of Men, like, reading online somewhere, like, someone being like, it's digital, it's there seems, like, whatever, but... I've never really noticed it, and since then I kind of like go along. I don't know, but I'm not as you're the can. You like the camera. You're you're a, you like, like the tech specs, dude. Yeah, you know I'm, what I mean. You're a craftsman too. Uh, yeah, so, I've tried to awaken to it. I, I yeah, you know. So it's like different different strokes. You know I think what based I mean? on what I said, if you watch it again and you're thinking about it, I'm pretty sure you could start to find. Well, them, I definitely do think. I don't about know that it makes it, it better. It's kind of pretty badass just to take it in and be. Well, like, they say in the commentary, they're like they they said it took nine takes. Okay. And they like had to draw maps and shit. Of yeah, like, for sure. It's fucking awesome. Uh, so, so to me, good. it's like knowing the seams as a technician. It's like the first time I remember I met the first film major I ever met uh, after Excel. I saw Batman Begins when I was a camp counselor, like, you know, on nice. a day off. And yeah, of course. Fucking awesome. Yeah. And uh, I saw that. I think that was the first movie after I got out. Really? Went to a studio a movie, one, Girl dude. with the Folks. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great one. Dunk was really excited about it coming out. I believe that from yeah. how excited he was about X-Men yeah. when that came out. Mm -hmm. which Batman Begins is, you know probably better uh i'd hate to pick favorites you're of course correct but i just don't want to choose i love x-men believe yeah. me and brian singer you know he's a hometown hero for me <laughs> um, i would expect you have complicated feelings about brian singer you know he is from uh fucking right Princeton? he's from west windsor i didn't know that. like uh next to cranberry no like uh when i played little league it was in the same that little league like hometown hero, better feel good that he was Henry, out of it by then i guess Henry and ethan hawk uh i hate to be playing little league in a town where brian singer was <laughs> i know right uh but uh fucking the film major i was like so what'd you think about it and he was like well what you have to understand is uh uh i study filmmaking so mm. when i'm watching a movie i'm not thinking is this good is this bad i'm thinking why did the director choose this angle Wow. Why are they? Why are they focusing on this guy? You know, and I did you beat like, him up? No, at first I was a little bit. It worked. I was a little intimidated. <laughs> I had never really thought of movies that way. Like it's like one of those things where it's like uh, kind of shifted my paradigm. 
I was like, whoa, they probably are making decisions about what's, why are we shooting it from this versus this versus just like, I'd made little goofy videos with my friends from time to time before Excel, but it was always just like, what looks cool? How are you holding the camera? You know, whatever. I was like, they're probably really thinking about it. Yeah, obviously the people making this podcast uh, think there's some value to it. I just think it's kind of a dipshit way to answer, did you like the new Batman movie? Obviously, that guy was a fucking loser, dude. I mean, but he did, his neg worked like very briefly. I mean, I was like, whoa. Like if someone asked me like, do you like True Detective? I'd be like, it's badass. Of course, I'd be like, it's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. and I would never discuss camera angles except on like hour three of a podcast. Like, But like, they obviously are thinking about that stuff uh yeah 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 you know and so i think it's good if you are so inclined to to continue to think that way but it doesn't take anything away to be like all right yeah they're pausing on the tree the moon as long as the tree looks cool the moon looks cool the pace of the show like even within that six minutes it can't just be go 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 like it's like there's a rhythm to it yeah Uh, you know like when he's pausing behind the bush yeah fucking all works dude yeah that was where it was really like gta'd out for me Mm-hmm. When those guys were all strapping up and like rolling out, and then that gr- that lady was like, "Hey, and that was like, great. oh fuck!" Like, you know? it, it just it takes a lot to go entirely <laughs> off. And I would wonder if this was like logistically necessary. Like, it gives uh, McConaughey a second to catch his breath or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But well, it was kind of filmed realistically. It's like cool it would and be very yeah. hard to do for six minutes. Dude. <sighs> yeah, like try run- being adrenaline jacked and running around for fucking three minutes, man. Yeah, to do one round of boxing. It's like if you're not used to that, you're dead. I mean, I've never done it. That's how a lot of people but, are. If you have any more questions, I'm here. Oh, you've boxed professionally, right? Yeah, I have a record. So what's your record? Oh, and one. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty tight. I mean, <laughs> I've just like heard from my friends, like, uh, I don't want to act like I'm talking my own shit here, but it's like, if you're not ready for the cardio, you know what I mean? Or it's like, uh, you know, I, I like highly stylized fight scenes where they're appropriate. I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, but I think it like really played well that McConaughey was like kind of falling down at towards the end of this, even as he was like punching people in the face, fucking cool as shit. Uh, and another thing I didn't put together was in the commentary they he made clear that basically this is what I took from it. He didn't say it quite this way, but like, so the 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 stash house is a stash house. Like people know it is. It's guarded. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, uh, even the cops, you kind of got to be training day cops to go rob it. It's not like you can just go bust it. Yeah. Because it's guarded. It's got a grenade on it, whatever. So once the word is out that, like, the security has been breached at the stash house, the cops, the people in the house, and then the people at the other houses that are, like, loading up their guns, all of them are just fighting over the, the drugs and the money. Like, it's just a war to, like, get that bounty at that point. Okay. Between, like, three or four competing factions. Yeah, like, not necessarily, like, we're here to protect and support. No, everyone just is, like, there's brethren, probably, it's like, like a, six yeah. figures worth of drugs and money there. Let's go get it. There's some dead people. Like, it's like, okay. oh, shit. Like, yeah, that, fucking that Fort Knox the... is open. Like, <laughs> pretty cool, dude. Yeah, I yeah. never put that together. Uh, um, anyway. So, I... Uh, I'd like to end, um, unless you have other stuff, on uh, the the thing I sent you uh, today. That, uh, uh Well, I'll read it. It's uh, Pizzolatto, I believe. Did I say it right that time? Yes. Uh, I, I think, think he so. wrote, um, 
Yeah, because he, he tags Antoine Fuqua speaking training day. Right, dude. I saw that on his Instagram. Or did you send? Is that what you sent? You well, sent something sent, different, dude. Yeah. So in in he he we posted too much. He I'm posted getting, a trailer to this movie that apparently Antoine Fuqua directed, but I assume that he wrote. That's what I kind of inferred too. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool. It What's definitely it looks cool. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess I, at the end of this, it'll probably tell me. It comes out on like October 1st. So on that's Netflix? great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not having to wait long. Um, but in the uh, in the comments, um, people are just in there asking them shit. So a guy who doesn't have an oh, avatar. that's right, that's right, that's uh, right. Whose name is Marcus Weasel. <laughs> says uh, Nick Pizzolatto, do you also think that human consciousness is a tragic misstep? And why did you name your series True Detective? And Nick just jumps in and replies, Fuck no, I don't think that. Only a moronic poser would think that. Why name anything anything? Great points. And the why name anything anything? Like, yeah, true enough. Uh, I, 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 I think that why do you name the True Detective is not... If I had a question to ask him, it probably wouldn't be that. Under no um, circumstances. But I think that most of the time that you get more of that kind of evasive answer yeah. of like, why name anything, anything? Don't ask me about my process. I'm an artist. Not for him specifically, but like most people who make things. Right. Um, but so that, that to me was why it was so special that uh, he was actually engaging in a serious way with the, the first question. Um, but so the guy, Mark, Marcus Weasel follows up uh, to the fuck. No, I do not think that only a moronic poser would think that he says, so Rust is a moronic poser. Then Pizzolatto, in the fucking comments of his Instagram Respect. post, drops in. Uh, he was posturing with his adaptations to his pain. And by the end, you know, you and he know uh, what his true belief is. The very reason he rants is because he doesn't truly believe his stated ethos. People certain of their beliefs do not bloviate about them constantly. If he were truly a nihilist, why dedicate his life to protecting others? Obvi. I love it. I, I also it. love it. Uh, it. You know, I mean, like it. I don't know that it totally turned the light on. I would say the light was was at least a quarter on, possibly half. I think we've kind of been saying that, you know. Yeah, I, but, I but just about suspicious. me personally, like of uh, why. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I'm like looking at that, why the first time I watched this that I was cheering so vociferously. Right. Like I didn't have a child die, but you right. know, I had right. everyone all the time has their own things that they're dealing with. Sure. And uh, I, could, I could definitely remember the frustrations and the sources of them in my life at that time and why I was inclined to feel like there was no meaning. Because if there was meaning to me, the meaning was your life is worthless and like fucking not worthless, but like not worth what you thought it was. Right. Certainly. Uh, I was receiving that message from a lot of people in my life at that time. Okay. And so for me wanting like to use as a shield, like, well, nothing matters because if something does matter, it's the opinions of those above me who are telling me that I'm bad. Right. Uh, I'd much rather nothing matter in that context. Sure. Cause the, the significance to any of this is just going to, in my mind at this time, turn back on me as bad. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes know, sense as a defense I, mechanism. I have always thought, like, any time, every time I I hear myself saying something like, "Well, I don't care about that," it's like, okay, obviously you do. Let's try and find out why. You yeah, know, yeah, like any time yeah. you can hear yourself, I think so. You if you don't care, right. you don't say it. Right. Like you don't. You're not interested in proving it to other people. Like right, you're saying. Right. 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 Definitely. Um, yeah. I agree. I fully agree with that. Uh, 
you know, unless you have another reason to assert something. Sure. But if it's like, and it's also a good, uh, like heuristic for yourself. If you find yourself needing to like, if you said something where I found myself needing to be like, TC must understand that he is wrong. Like that the way I see things is the real way. Uh, it's like, that's gotta be a strong signal to pump your own brakes. Uh, so I think, yeah, we didn't even mention that Pizzolatto was in this episode. When's he in the episode? He's the bartender. Uh, oh, okay. You know, at the strip club. Yeah, that like uh, Marty's like, why can't I say this shit, man? Well, yeah, it's like a meta line because he's like, why you got to make me say this shit? Because he kind of does. God make damn, him, dude. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Another interesting bit from the credits, you know, for this is more TC lore than life skills lore. But uh, I did notice the storyboard artist's name is Brick Mason. Oh, with, really? Uh, with a K, like a CK. Okay. Yeah. So I thought, um, I thought of, you know, your ex TC Extended Universe. Yeah, my good friend and uh, frequent podcast guest, uh, Brick Mason, his name is actually uh, Mason Ledoux. No way. Absolutely. And, and we've Not got spelled the same. Brick Mason in the credits of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just I remember whenever the show was was popping that he was he was quite excited to see the Ledoux clan coming up. All right, respect, dude. I think I started saying once on an episode, but I never finished. Uh, to a little Excel connection, there was a kid there whose uncle was uh, Tony Satchery. You know that that sauce. I the, did not know that. Yeah. that, that I knew we, an uncle or a, a nephew of Tony. We used to have cases of this shit. Was it while I was there? Or was it? I think it was before you got there, but yeah. probably we were still eating Tony Satchery that he had delivered to. Like I'm telling you, his mom. Uh, Riffraff told me it's pronounced Sherrigans, sir. Really? That's funny. Yeah, he said Satchery. It's I've definitely Satchery, but, but okay, the, yeah, yeah. the riffraffs like rise to prominence. The uh, bad bitch in Brazil video. Okay, uh, he's the you've the you know this ain't no middle of the mall shit. Not I don't know a single riffraff song. I don't think it's not a song. It's uh, <laughs> see uh, maybe I'm betraying more than I think. It's just the first ignorance. the first time I had ever heard of him. Okay, was like. Look at this white guy saying this wild stuff. Okay, okay. Uh, and it's, he's just like in a nondescript, uh, you know, like kitchen, just being like, look at this shit, good shit. Uh, you know, this ain't no middle of the mall shit, which okay. is a very evocative phrase, I feel. Yeah. Um, he says like the light fixtures came from like Quincy Jones, I think is <laughs> okay, his okay. allegation. Okay. But he's just, he's bragging about, you know, the various things of like, got a blender on deck. Okay. Uh, and then holds up the the thing. It's Tony Sherrigans. Tony Sherrigans. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, dude. Wow. What a genius. He is. Well, as we gear up, you know, to make some good, compelling video, creative video content, I think we could definitely, you got to be able to put it out fast. You can't think too hard about it. Do you know, watching TikToks and shit? It's like, geez, I don't know. I have been getting into them. Um, did you see so the- we'll have to try our best. If you have it, I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to end this recording and I'm going to show it to you. But okay. the uh, regular show pacing. What? The walkie slosh video. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. If, if ever it's, it's a tweet, let me find the uh, thing just so that Did we finish talking about the pedophile this. organization? Ooh, I don't I think, think we so. I think we left that one off, dude. 
I'm not sure if we did or not. Well, anyway, they're at it. They're they're at it again, dude. That's what I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? It's like they're doing what you. They're they're on Twitter, basically. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're doing the same shit they tried in the '70s. They're hoping everyone forgot. They're realizing that like the language of being liberated and being yourself is back in vogue. That's and the most like, pernicious right thing about it time. to me. The way that they're so obviously trying to hijack other people's attempts at social progress For in sure. order to be able to rape kids. <laughs> yeah, like dude. they're uh, one of their things is that they have <laughs> You know, honestly, tactically respect. <laughs> All right. Like I mean I, yeah. it's like we're gonna call it out. It's the, the drill it. tweet it's of like, like I apologize you do not have to hand it to ISIS, but like you do kind of have to hand it to yeah, him. Tactically. Yeah. You know, I respect it. No, one uh, one of but, their one of their moves that you would you would have to kind of be like, All right, boy, they are getting creative, is they have chat rooms for like survivors of Yeah, that I was being, oh, I lost yeah. my mind, man. Um uh, so they're like anyone who's being accused of having these bad thoughts and is being uh, otherized for admitting that they like uh, you know have these attractions. We got a we have a safe place where you're not going to be judged, mm-hmm, and this applies mm-hmm. to anyone, anyone that this is true of anyone, uh, anyone. including fucking thirteen year olds. <laughs> yeah. So please yeah. send Why all wait? your children Why to this wait? fucking message board where the, <laughs> yeah. we've identified the pedophiles. pedophiles are going to be. Yeah, 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 definitely. That works, dude. Quite well, a move. It's like for my support chat room, my idea, my billion dollar app idea of a support chat room for uh, men in monogamous relationships. Yeah. Which I think is called Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just invite know. a bunch of... We'll invite hot babes, dude, who want to support yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Local housewives want to fuck and support men in yeah. their monogamous relationships, dude. That's literally what they're doing, dude. And they're, and they're wow. looking at people with a straight face being like, why won't you respect the organization? <laughs> Seriously. We- we uh, just want to make a better world that is a more understanding towards everyone. Definitely. We need them out of the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the account is scumfuckcowboy with an underscore at the end. What account is this? Uh, the one that published the, uh, the the walkie slosh video. And then okay. the, the tweet just says, and I, I retweeted this, so anyone can just go to my account. But the uh, the tweet is uh, regular show pacing. That's the the uh, thing of it. Now you know you can't get it without it. It's an audio medium, and this is a, a okay. video video. But so we're gonna end it here and watch this. We're gonna end it here, and then yeah, you and I are gonna watch it. So I hope Put everyone it on had the a great big time. Screen, then. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right.